Stan. We just got done with a great conversation. How would you describe him, Grenier? Stan, he kind of forged his own path in the snowboard world. He's not a rider. He's not a rep. I would describe him as an entertainer. You know, he does some announcing. He does stand-up. He does writing. He even has his own snowboard comedy TV show. He tells his whole story and basically leads us to where he's at now, which is what, buds? He's kind of my boss in a way. <laughs> <laughs> he is the editor of Snowboarder Magazine, which is a pretty heavy, heavy job. Also a very funny individual that happens to look like Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Episode 11, Stan. You are listening to the bomb hole. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. Okay, another week, another bomb hole. We're back in the booth. I just want to give a quick shout out to Matty Moe, who made that intro. He is the man. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Thank you, Matty. Stony Buds, how we doing today, man? Dude, I'm doing good. Just got a little beard trim, feeling... Uh... Feeling, you look like 10 years younger. Yeah, feeling good for summer. You yeah, almost I, look like you're... I don't look as much like a homeless man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just slightly, yeah. Maybe the, maybe the cops won't pull you over as much. <laughs> nah, they got me marked. Still, so. oh, they got you marked. Yeah, they got, well, their, they got like radio people outside and little ham radios yeah, listening they, to me and stuff. <laughs> pointing that big radar at the house. They got a sniper tower just exactly, kind of like dude. on your house. So who do we got in the booth today, buds? Dude, I'm excited, man. Do, are we going to call you Stan or Justin? We never really discussed that. Uh, Stan. Stan. We got got Stan. Yeah. Stan. We can get into that too, but why that name thing happened. But yeah, Stan is what I go by. Awesome. Real name, Justin. Real name is Justin. Yeah. A lot of people probably don't even know that. I think a a lot of people, I'll tell you what. People that don't know you. Right. The people I grew up with certainly know because they're like, what's up with the Stan thing? (laughs) Which is funny because I really just made it before I thought that this was going to turn into my full-time job. And I was like, well, I better get a pen name for when I need to find a real job. And sure. so, like, that's, kind of, like, that's kind of a pro tip. That is a pro tip. Yeah, but turns out I just turned this into my. It's like a, it's a lot like a rapper. Yes, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing, and it gives you a vibe. It allows you to get an energy as okay. well. So you grew up. Uh, you're originally from the Commonwealth, correct? Hundred percent Western Mass. Which uh, town specifically? I am from Great Barrington. You know, there's another living legend from that town. I am aware. He invented yeah. the hot garbage. Yeah. Do you know who we're talking about? Yeah. Mr. Max Weinberger. Oh, I give didn't a little... know what you were talking about. Max Shouts to Max Weinberger, actually, straight up, though. Like, yeah, props. Seriously. Because those kids, when I when I was a kid, seriously, it was it was them. They were like, we saw them in Grenade movies, and it was like, no way, that dude's in Great Barrington. And the same, actually, was for the like Scott and you as well. Like, You guys were the other... It was the Gremlins and you guys, for me, as a kid. Like, You guys were the closest thing. Because you you've been to Butternut. You have Scott has a clip at Butternut in a thing, like in a in at least one movie. So, yeah, yep, yeah. We used to hit that kink rail in the front. Kink rail Butternut. Yeah, Max Tokunaga took it down in uh, this golf movie, and he gets right into the van after we took it to him. Took That's him dope. to it. Classic kink, classic kink. And uh, we were talking before the show. You kind of grew up making movies with your friends. You were talking about one video called Surge. A lot of people don't know your career on the board, mainly just <laughs> off the board. Yeah. Um, I would only talk about this if I was positive that it hopefully won't be found, but surge was our first snowboard video project that we made with my friends. Um, I was like, it's funny. The shop that I rode for first was a shop called get up and it was an all girls shop. 
which is like, you rode for the all girl shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <sick>. yeah. <laughs> but like about like several other guys as well. Um, but Angelica shouts Angelica was the owner, and she like was just harboring the culture for us. And so we all got together and we're watching snowboard movies like crazy and so into the culture and, and wanting to mimic that super hard. So we made a movie called surge and yeah, we did the whole thing like backdrop at my homie's house and we're like in our snow gear, like shooting the cover of the DVD and like I, my intro, this is what's scary is like my intro. I have like Bozong tats drawn on my face <laughs> and like a scotty whitlake like cross down here and i'm just freestyling and then it's the worst snowboarding you've like, ever seen like bad like awesome. bad snowboarding well we we talk about this a lot a lot of people think it's about their tricks or they they forget about the showmanship you know That's sometimes the if you can keep the people entertained the tricks don't always matter that much that know? is my life motto <laughs> i would up. say i would say that yeah i mean I always say that like Ricky Howard, regular guy in Air Blaster was the first guy that made me realize like, yo, I can actually like be involved in snowboarding and, and not be a pro snowboarder. Yeah, so. that's major inspiration for these kids. I think a lot of people, they're like, well, I don't want to be, I'm not going to be a pro. I Maybe I don't want to be a rep or like a sales manager, but they like you kind of forged another avenue, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. So. And I didn't know that that was going to happen really. Like um, I think when I... I ended up going to school, like leaving Western Mass. I went to UVM mm -hmm. in Burlington. And um, like when I was there, my thought was, I guess I'll just get like a marketing job when I got out of school. Like that's what I was, I love snowboarding. I, I moved to Vermont because I wanted to be snowboarding. Um, but I was like, I'll just get a marketing job. And then I just realized pretty much like sophomore year was the economic crisis. And I was like, oh, I'm never getting a job. But um, yeah, I just thought I would go like marketing route. I stopped making movies. That's the other thing about like movies. Like I was making so many movies like as a kid that were not like snowboard movies as well, just like insane skit movies and like getting in so much trouble, like with one Spanish teacher. Cause we did this like Mayan sacrifice scene and we were like <laughs> ripping a heart out of my friend. And like the teacher was just like, what is this? Like, this is <laughs> insane. Like, so we were always making crazy videos, but then I kind of just thought, Oh, I'll do marketing. And I don't know. I just like stopped for all of college. You, you were saying earlier that you would like make these videos and I know for the snowboard ones, you'd like premiere them at your high school and shit. The high, we didn't show the, the snowboard movie at my high school. We made a documentary about what talent was for the talent show. Okay. And my friend had a space and it was like, it was crazy rogue shit. Like I was like rolling up to the drive through McDonald's, like doing crazy shit. I'm like hanging from rafters shirtless and like talking crazy. And we're like, playing it to our school and like their parents and it like i can't believe i did it's it's gnarly it was like probably actually it was sick i mean i never thought anything of it but that's kind of where you sharpened your teeth as an entertainer yeah it's kind of like you were just starting something you were always meant to do and that's cool yeah well it's just so interesting i guess like what i think about is like the college thing like i think college was great for me in terms of the people that i met and uh i think the education was whatever i just took a a weird route from actually stopping doing anything I would later do in life in college. Yeah. Like I was making videos my whole life, but then like never thought, Oh, I should study this in college. Like I was like studying marketing. Cause I thought like, that's how you get the job and the money and like the thing. And you were trying to get serious, but you were kind of going away from what you'd actually totally move towards, which is ironic. Totally. just being a total goofball. I think yeah. it takes people a minute to figure out what their strong suits are. That's a, that's a important thing to know is like, 
play to your strong suits. Figure out what the hell your goddamn strong suits are and just do that shit because you don't need the marketing degree per se. Totally. And I think a lot of it is like not being embarrassed to fucking just show what your strong suits are. Because I remember like growing up being like a soccer player, snowboarder, whatever. Like sometimes when I was being super hammy, like I felt like people were like this kid, you know, like, but you know, you have to, you just like, that's what I was good at and making people laugh and doing that. So the showmanship. So so what, how did that evolve into you, you know, getting your start over at Yobi? So I left, uh, UVM with like not a real plan. Like, I mean, basically if you're living in Burlington and you're graduating college, there's like four companies that you would want to work for. It's like Burton, Ben and Jerry's seventh generation. I was is wondering it, maybe, Anon, maybe Anon. Well, Anon's like, a, <laughs> yeah, like, I was wondering when you're in college, were you always thinking like, maybe I should work at Burton because Burlington's such a town that's all about Burton. And, totally. Yeah. But I couldn't get a foot in the door. You I couldn't. No. When you live there. No, I was nobody. You should I have been nobody. making those videos back then. <laughs> but it's been an interesting thing. Yeah. Like, like being a nobody, <laughs> that's a pun for Burton. Um, no, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like being a nobody and, and you know, when I think I first experienced this was when I was like 17 and I went to High Cascade and I think a lot of people's stories about High Cascade is like, it was incredible and it was the best experience of my life and it changed my life and, and all this. And I think that was the case for me. But as someone who was just a straight up nobody there, like you see who the favorites are and like there's kids that like are already in the system at the age I was 17 yeah. who are so ingrained and it starts to feel like, well, how could I ever... Get, get to where they're at. Get to where they're at. Yeah. Like these kids are 15 been and going they're to already camp the star of camp, you know, yeah. like, but I, it, like, that's where I would first like see Preston and Preston like blew my mind as an individual. I was just like, this guy's well-spoken and he was just like, I don't know why. I just like immediately was like, Preston is the sickest. When I was 17, <laughs> I didn't know anything, but went to college. Then I left. I moved to Portland, like pretty much sight unseen, more or less because, um, robot food ma- movies made. Oregon look incredible. That's why you moved there. Sight unseen. Sick. Um, yeah. Moved there. No job, no place to live, nothing. And like figured it out pretty quick. Um, got a job at a restaurant, Double Dragon. Shouts to Double Dragon. Got me on my feet. Um, and I just sent an email to Brooke because I knew, like I looked at Yobeat in college and it was like making fun of snowboarding. And, and I loved snowboarding so much and I also loved making jokes. So I was like, dude, this is like me. And I went to school with Brooke's sister, mm-hmm. Jenna. So I was like, I know your sister. And wrote an email. I guess Brooke asked her sister. Her sister said, I know him. He's not an idiot and he's good at rapping. <laughs> <laughs> was her exact <laughs> pretty, good, your pretty qualifications. good qualifications <laughs> yeah. for the job. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so I came in um, to meet them. And, and you know, it's so funny. I'll, I'll never forget this. They were like, Brooke asked me what my goal in the snowboard industry was. And I just kind of like haphazardly, I was like, I don't know, maybe one day get like a secure job at Snowboarder Mag or something. You said that? Yeah. <laughs> Sitting with Brooke. And, and she kind of like tore me apart for saying it, I think, at the time. She was mm. like, bad thing to say in a Yobeat interview kind yeah, of. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, so then she made me rap on camera. As part of your job interview? As part interview. of my job interview. How'd I mean, Brooke do? would put me through a lot of crazy things throughout my time there, but I smoked it. Smoked I did it. sick. Yeah. And then <laughs> we posted it. And so then I was the intern. And basically, I was just, yeah, an intern. And then I came up with this comic series called Toe Side Terrors, which yeah, it was like I was basically just like 
looking at Marvel characters and like applying like names to them and shit. And Sean White was basically the villain of the whole thing. Like <laughs> his name was rearranged, but yeah, then I started making videos and like that were product reviews of these characters. And she offered me like a job after a couple months of doing that. Like a straight intern, you're not getting paid. So you're working at the restaurant and going in there trying to impress everybody. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was just that I would get, I would, I would follow through. I would get shit done, you know, like, and I did not wait for them to tell me what to do. Oh, nice. You just jumped on it and yeah. got shit done. Also, Yobi's like uh, coming from a kid that is relatively unknown. Yobi is kind of like an attainable. Goal. Yes. Like it's attainable. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they need help, you yeah. know, like, and they needed help. Especially and like, someone can just jump and do something, make something happen. Well, they didn't, I don't think that they knew that that's and yeah. what the skill set that they had on their hands At was the or whatever. Cause Nick Lipton had just left. Uh, I don't know. Like, do you guys like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember so, Nick Lipton. I remember. Nick. So that was like a, uh, immediately like big shoes to fill kind of. Cause mm-hmm. he was super, like stepchild was putting out ads in magazines against him. Do you oh, remember really? particularly? I don't Nick, remember that. I, I don't. Like, remember. Uh, there was one ad that was like a JP ad or something like anti Nick Lipton oh ad my God. in print, like and and it was crazy. That's so, funny. Like, there was like a lot, and I knew him, and and he just wasn't me. You yeah. know, like yeah. I understood his his skill set and I appreciated it, but I always kind of felt this like, oh, you're the new Nick Lipton, and oh, I was shit. like, not at all, you know. And that was another thing I always fought against, like continually with the relationship with Yobit is trying to like <laughs> outlive Yobit's reputation basically, or, or be bigger than it. Yeah. Or but, but yeah, oh, Yobit was attainable. Snowboarder mag at that time, completely like unattainable. I didn't know anyone there. Although my homie Poolin would get a job at Transworld at that time. Interning um, and kind of work his way up. The he same was the way. associate editor. Yeah. For a while. Poolin's homie. So he was like, I guess made it me think it was possible. That's and that's, cool. and I was always like, nerding out on birds uh and like kind of bridges words at the time too like because i liked writing and stuff so i always thought bird was like had a cool vibe and the way yeah. that he wrote and stuff so but i never i don't know when i said that snowboarder mag comment it was such a, to brooke in the first place it was such an underdeveloped thought and like the fact that that would later happen was like yeah that's kind of crazy really weird you were in yo beat territory where did you come up with the the hate line to jump forward yeah so <clears throat> i mean I saw Skateline and thought, oh, my God, like, this is incredible. Loved it, like, and and just started watching it. And then at the time, we were working on a project called the Shred Town Showdown, which was, like, a March Madness bracket where we let the voters vote on the best Skate Town. And so Mm. my idea at the time was I'll make one video that is like skate line that addresses this one project that we're doing. And then actually Hondo was in the building randomly visiting and, and we sat down and I kind of started to go through the script in that light and just realized like, nah, like let's just talk about snowboarding. Like let's just ramble. So the first one, I think the first ones, they're all on YouTube. So the first eight lines are easily the funniest ones. Really? Oh my God. They're like so, so choppy and like poorly edited and just like weird and random. Um, but yeah, so I made like that and then I made like four more maybe. And I was like so positively like self-conscious that I was just biting skate line that I was like, I'm going to stop. But the last one that I was making, um, I was filming it at SIA and like an overwhelming amount of people came up to me and were like, we love your show. We love this. We yeah. love this. 
And so I was like, oh, I guess I will keep making. And I was putting them out once a week, yeah. which is crazy. Like, I think that there's 47 episodes. There's that many out. Yeah. Wow. That's dope. And you had a good following. People were looking forward to them, right? Yeah. I mean, and that stuff was so, so funny. And like, I mean, the thing about that that made that show truly good is that it was before I was actually on the inside. So it, I, I didn't have like a personal connection to a lot of these people. So it was like a lot easier to talk. Yeah, real shit. easy to yeah. say whatever's on <laughs> yeah. your mind. Well, I remember a lot of, a lot of uh, pros would get pretty chapped when you give them a jab. That's a, that's a funny thing to talk about. We should get into that. I'm trying to like think about who I think gets like the most mad. Like, about- Did you ever have any situations where they took you aside and said anything? Or... <sighs> Um, or do they not know you well enough to like, even do so? Frankly, I don't think I've gotten like that much, like crazily, like enough. Back. A lot of it is is hearsay. Hearsay, like, like I, so it, gets, it gets back to me that someone's pissed. Yeah, or that someone's small world in snowboarding. I'll tell you what, he kind of he kind of fired off some shots at me at, at one point, yeah. and I'll tell you what it was good for. It was <laughs> like it was it it like it stung. It was about my my uh, May Day part. I remember, yeah. and I remember hearing it, and yeah, like like my ego got. Well, what did you say about his front flip? You were just like, it just was like. I, I remember it well. I was like, damn. So they're just ending the videographs movie with a front flip off a dam. Like, okay. And, and like, it was like basically that, but it was just kind of like a, huh. Yeah. Huh. And uh, yeah, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't too brutal. Like other people definitely got it worse than me, but it was good. Cause I mean, my, at that point I was super proud. My first ender I ever gotten. It was I, the ender I, of I've the never full gotten movie. ender before. And then it, it gets ender, shit on. Ender. And I was like, it was good for my ego. I needed to get taken down yeah, a couple sometimes pegs. You need, that, right? you need to be able to like. That's the problem with you know a lot of snowboarders. They take themselves so seriously, and they can't take a you know. It's so much better to take it graciously and be like, oh, especially fuck. in he, this day and age, yeah, man. You, you, yeah. At the end of the day, if I you feel can't like, take that. Most of your points, you're kind of like, even if it's about me, like even when it was about me, I was like. He's kind of got a good point. Yeah. <laughs> like, the totally. stuff he says is what people are thinking, yeah. so you got to like take it, and, take it graciously, and digest it, yeah. and be like, "All right, fuck it." Well, and that to, honestly, to bring it like back to Yobi in a lot of ways, like that was how I decided I had to stick out at yeah. Yobi because I think Yobi was so known for just going for the throat every time, with, like without a real consideration of like this is maybe off you know, color or whatever. And I just was like, all right, if I'm going to like talk shit, I'm going to make sure it's poignant. And I'm going to make sure that like, it's relatively, you know, agreeable, but when, you know, things, so we can, I don't know, we can get into like how Yobi starts to unfold in a, in yeah, a like negative way let's, for me. Let's hit it. Let's what happened. Yeah. I'm sure people are interested. Yeah. So, I mean, basically Nike snowboarding enters the arena at this time. And injects some bills, some Chetty Bisques. Some, some Bisque, okay. <laughs> we talking big Bisque? Like large bowl of soup? Lo- I'm thinking this is a nice big, a big pot of soup, you know? <laughs> yeah. Big <laughs> cauldron. Yeah. Cauldron. And there's a lot of people coming bisque. to eat it. You okay. Know? There's yeah. a lot of people. A lot of hungry, off. hungry hippos, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah. So, lo and behold, of course, bro. used to like that game, man, Hungry Hippos. Yeah, well, you, you eat the food when it comes in. What's crazy yeah. is my dad works for Milton Bradley, or did at the time, and he wrote the directions i believe for that game. what hungry, wow hungry hippos wow wow big stan's dad wrote, that is an insane fun fact wrote the directions for hungry hungry hippos i believe yeah. that's true he's got a crazier one though which is he right after the art of the deal the book came out they put out a game with milton bradley donald trump did 
And when you open the game, there's like a letter from Donald Trump. My dad ghost wrote it. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's so dope. <laughs> That's a fun little fact. Yeah. Insane. Insane. He's like... Of course Trump didn't write it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my dad wrote that. So. That's awesome. That's freaking... And now he's like, damn it. You know, yeah. like whatever. Yeah, but either way, that's still something to be Good thing on the resume, though. Ghost yeah. wrote for Trump. Ghost. Yeah, straight up. Um, but shit, okay. Cheddar Biscuit. Back to Nike. The, the cauldron of Nike. Cauldron of Nike money, money infused to Yobi. Yes. So, Brooke, like, you know, Nike's a Portland brand. Yobi... Is a Portland brand. And uh, Brooke's super savvy with the internet, like really in touch, really knew what was going on, can run a Twitter, can run all that. So like Snow, like Nike Snow hired her to be the social media manager for separate, Nike Snowboarding. I separate, separate from Yobi. So well, at that point, I feel like that was when it started to feel like there was like money in, in Yobi. And that was the first time that they said, we can actually pay you like a salary. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was, I made it, you know, like yeah. I did it. You weren't I'm, actually getting a salary before that. What? Mm-hmm. It was just hourly. I was doing the shit for free. Like, oh, when you're in really, Perry. those first videos were free, free as hell. Just Sick. straight up free. Wow. Sick. Oh yeah. I mean, I was, un, I was so unproven too, that I felt like I was, I didn't yeah, you got to get your foot in the door. So consider anything else, you know, yeah. like I just dedicated, I had nothing else going for me in Portland. You got to think a rider at the time would be snowboarding for free right. until they get figured out so totally yeah it's no difference you're just on your your lane yeah so at this time like i'm chilling i'm like I, i'm feeling like i made it yeah you getting paid yeah and i'm not getting paid that much i think i was getting paid like let's talk about the bisque like i don't know maybe two grand a month maybe which isn't bad not bad not yeah. bad not bad were Livable. you still working at the restaurant at the quit time? the restaurant yeah so out yeah two racks a month coming in coming yeah. in and I was paying like maybe like three hundred bucks a month and for Portland, living in like some foreclosed house, like yeah. So when you look at it that way, two grand is <laughs> yeah, not I was, bad. I was fine. Yeah, and then it's not like you got a big mortgage or something, right? I, I didn't have I fresh didn't out have of many expenses. And then at some point, like Nike just went, you know, pivots. <laughs> like Nike pivots, Nike did a little pivot, pivot. In and did out. a pivot, in and classic out of pivot, snowboard industry, and the money disappears, and. Um, now I've been doing stuff. I don't know, like really how long had gone by at this point, but like I had been doing stuff for them. And in my opinion, like I was killing it for them. Like, and I was like making all of the, most of the original content that I thought people were, were down with. Yeah. Um, but it got to the point where when the money disappeared, I wasn't getting a salary anymore. And I now would only get paid when I made a video. Oh shit. So this is why. Hate lines started coming out every week because yeah. I was like, "Well, okay." If I'm only gonna get paid, I, I I'm, I'm gonna paid make like videos. Two hundred bucks a video or something, like two hundred and fifty a video or something like that. So you're but, turning and burning. Yeah, and you're trying and to that's make when two I grand started a month to, still. That's probably. when I first started to like kind of write checks. My mouth couldn't cash in a lot of ways. I think that's when I started to rub people the wrong way in some because I would because get you're putting them out. So I deep. remember one actually was when I like went in on. I said like Frank April cheated. On the X Games voting, which I didn't even really know that, if it was there, true, but I mean, like I guess, I <laughs> but like, and it was funny because this was right around when we were talking about Ragdoll. Like you oh, called yeah, me yeah, yeah. when I was in Portland and asked me if I was interested in like making content for Ragdoll, and then I remember it was like, oh, another week, need a check. Like put out a hate line, ended up throwing uh, Frank April under the bus, and then I don't think we like talked like it. 
I don't know if that was related, but in my head, I was like, fuck. Like, we, and we didn't talk for like a I year. I think Ragdoll just dismantled on its own. I don't know if there yeah. was a, but also. Did it ever even start? My memory is not to be trusted yeah. a lot of times. It's not very reliable. Wow. It's hot in here. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> I've actually, actually cooled down. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just ice water, dude. It's doing, doing me right. But yeah, so I, I, I started to like, sometimes I feel like I started to get a little too snappy. Yeah. And that, think, but that's how you test the boundaries. Yeah. I think there was talk about all that though, so I don't think you were out of your right. To, there to, was definitely talk people about like consuming, consuming, yeah. and with Yobi, the comments were visible, so it was like totally like you, you know, it's an interesting one. There, there is a role of like, you know, I, I think about this because I'm a big consumer of barstool sports, right? So yeah. I will watch, I will listen or watch some type of media on barstool and take the opinion of that you know podcaster. And regurgitate the same thing to my friends as if it's my own. Sure. And I feel like with Hateline, you know, yeah. a lot of people do the same thing. When you're when you're a media person, totally. they just, you know. And I actually started to like resent that in a way because like I started to feel and I still totally feel this, a pressure to say something about everything because like people are like, Well, what what do you say? What is your opinion on this stand? And I and I sometimes I get like mad. I'm like, God forbid you guys decide yeah. what you feel about this on your own. You they know, gotta like, hear what you yeah. say first. Do I need to spell this all out for you? Like before we say you anything, do, though, what's Stan's opinion? On yeah. this? It's a, it's good though. You know, you got a good opinion. I become the sounding board in a lot of ways, and sometimes I feel that on the old shoulders. You know, mm. but I I literally asked for this like and that's what i always tell myself when i get frustrated it's like this is what i was always working for i wanted to be in this position yeah I, you know when you were making surge when you're 15 years old vcr to vcr is how i'd like to imagine it yeah you probably <laughs> like how would, i'd like to imagine would, it. you probably would, would never think you'd be i don't even know what the you're moment, current, is it mo- editor of somewhere mag editor of somewhere mag yeah i mean that's a big position yeah that's a big never never would have thought that yeah i think the first time i knew i had made it i was at my first bank slalom and I walked into a house and Travis Parker was braiding someone's hair. <laughs> and, and I was, and he just was, you know, it was tot- and I was like, oh my God. Cause he was like, he was my dude. Oh, yeah. Like yep. Travis Parker was my guy. Like, I you were in the air blaster yeah. and you yeah. were in the robot food. December and- as a movie, like Jake Price, like yeah. that was another integral movie and in making me understand like you can be like funny and weird and have a place in snowboarding. Yeah. You know? And what's cool too is how you self-taught yourself how to edit, and you went to college and, and it did shows. <laughs> Not your shit shows. looks awesome, man. I mean, it's getting better. I, I'm getting better at it, but I it, it almost is unfortunate. Like I was saying, those early episodes are so funny because they're so poorly edited that it looks intentional. Like you could, I can never get that back. Like now, it just looks like I'm kind of trying. <laughs> you know, dude, but you were like, flying in an episode recently. I mean, you've come a long way, dude. The effects yeah, that new that most recent intro was like a that was quarantine time right? yeah, that was like i had time, time. Yeah, like leaf, the leaf blower going on your hair or something or a fan yeah i had someone blowing uh, yeah leaf blower right hair dryer oh that's hair what it was dryer. hair dryer yeah, yeah and yeah. i'm laying on a bed with yeah. a green yeah i saw a the behind of the that. scenes of that is yeah. great <laughs> yeah yeah i always try and throw in like a quick uh like shot of what the green screen because it's haggard like yeah it's like folded over in portland you i lived in forest bailey's house i lived in and like he had this little sketchy closet in his basement like dust like fall and i had like little lights and a little rogue like that's where i was making in portland just go down in the basement like whip something up the and it's like clamp lights you would be amazed about how poorly my setup is even still yeah clamp lights and like floodlights and all it's 
But it's it's, uh, it's TV magic. All that matters is that final product, man. That's that's <laughs> also dope. I'm not a big fan of like overproduction and cleanliness. I like it a little rough around the edges, you know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I'm with that as well. But I like I also like to make the like obvious stunts look like as real as possible. Like I really trip out on trying to make it like see, as seamless as possible. Yeah, you know, like if I'm flying away or if I'm like my head explode, like whatever it is. Like, and I do like so much research on like youtube about how to do these things yeah and, there's so many sick videos uh, you could probably google how to make your head explode on film yeah exactly. but I, like i tried so to go to burton it's like i tried to get a job at burton as a video editor like three years ago maybe four years ago but like i'm so self-taught that i think it i couldn't do it like i don't think i could even do it like i think when people open up my project they're like what is your deal dude yeah like, i've had people over the shoulder who like actually edit me like actually edit and they're looking at what i'm doing and they're like are you serious and i'm like this is the only way i know <laughs> straight up and they're like this works it's like steve, i see it? that with stevens too editing greenberg because i would look down in his timeline and how he did things and i'm self-taught he's self-taught we're both just doing things ass backwards yeah and there's you see somebody like justin meyer come through who's just like shortcut 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 like oh that took 30 seconds oh it's incredible the shortcuts Geek are commands man yeah. you gotta learn those yep i wish i was better at that that's a fact you know what's sick is a lot of time the key commands float between all programs so you learn them you can pretty much learn them for everything yes buds have you been doing those in your photos i heard you're running a little late on the submissions who or? said that dude this guy uh, every that. time i talk my, my every photos time I, are in dog. i talked to one of my sponsors is, is, is he ever gonna send us any photos or are you guys just those recording podcasts all the time in, dude. <laughs> all my all my that's what you guys in, get dude. that's what you get though it's like Overnight, you guys became a snowboarding sensation. You guys are snowboarding therapists now. Like, I can't even imagine <laughs> snowboarding what therapist. you're going to pull out of me here today. I'm scared. <laughs> we're going to cry and have we're a good hug go when deep. we're done. Yeah, but the, the problem is we've always got tabs on you now, Stone. Like, before, True. one of your, like, key things was, like, the allure of uncertainty. Where is he? Yeah. Nobody knows where you are, no, really. But now we, now we can track you down pretty easily. Yeah, true. But his photo, I got to say, his photos are in. He's got some great stuff. He's still, he's still got it, folks. Still How's got the lens? It. Is it clean, or is it looking all fucked up? Yeah, we're just... Yeah, no, it's good. They well, actually, a that's a Mark Clavin question. Yeah, that's a Mark Clavin. Clavin is the, he's really getting into his job. He's doing well, and uh, the photos are in focus. I got confirmation. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, keep things moving. We got to hit a fan favorite for the people here. Oh, gosh, I got um, you know, Stan, you've roasted a lot of people in your life. I have. And I feel like if you don't get this right, you are going to get heavily roasted. I also think that. So there's a lot. I'm sweating. This okay. is the scariest. I love that you guys do this. It's the scariest thing ever. I'm going to take it away with the intro first. So this isn't the yeah, song. Stevie actually, I think, thought this was the song. <laughs> Yeah, Stevie did kind of think that's a song. <laughs> yeah, so he was like, like I'm, hmm. try I'm trying to think. I'm like, no, that was the intro, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been sick if he uh, threw out a name. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Frank Montoya. Yeah. That's Mark Frank. <clears throat> okay, so how you feeling? Honestly, I don't. I don't want to say anything. Okay. I, I just uh, yeah, I'm scared. Basically, this is like this is such a litmus test for whatever reason. It's a pissing match in snowboarding. If you can name like the video it part. You're a god. It's one it's a, I don't get involved in. I know, personally. but sometimes you can't <laughs> help but catch the smoke, and I yeah. guess that's where we are today. Yeah, you're in a position where you gotta. All right, let's go. I got it. Wow, you guys, that's nice of you. Uh, that's 
Bobby Meeks, lame. Yeah. I knew that one, dog. Yeah, right, bud. <laughs> Let's I be honest. You don't Bobby know Meeks any of them. Bobby is my old roommate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what we have here, wow. Igloo sent us some custom-made coolers. We got Whoa. A cool, we, got a, we got a little six-pack cooler for the listeners that's uh, wrapped in some bomb hole print. And inside of it, you got a mug and some stickers and uh, what we call a fun little prize pack, huh, buds? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Here's what yes. else we got, bro. What? Blitzkrieg. The people have been wanting to test your skills, dog. <laughs> oh! This is so I'm blindsided. Stevens. Yeah. I'm blindsided. Stevens, uh, oh, put, wow. All put right. a little video for you together. I think I can just play it in here, hopefully. Okay. All right. Table's turned. Yeah, tables have, tables have turned. turned. Let me see if I can work this. He's still in, uh hit me up and he said he wanted me to throw a video part at you so we could challenge your knowledge um so you know i got a fetish for the old it's ones not a meatball dog yeah that sounded weird but uh <laughs> all right here's a meatball song. fetish You ain't got that, dog. <laughs> Keep listening. Keep playing it. Oh. <laughs> okay. He knows. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sabotage <laughs> by Sleepy Steve. Okay. I'm going to have to go ahead and take a fat L on that. Oh. Do we wait and let people guess? Yeah, let's let the let's let the listeners and guess, we'll, and then we'll post it. Maybe Scotty can put a video up. And, yeah, uh, maybe Scotty can. T- I I also, for the record, have no idea. It's yeah. a. It's. I a, was gonna say, I, a, I want, like, he picked, dude, he went ham on you. He, went, mine, he wasn't nice. He does. Yeah, he's not nice. It's like no. he's a nerd. He's a nerd. He <laughs> yeah. is the snowboard. He nerd. He set you up. <laughs> I I have I have secondhand snowboard nerd from it's him. It's kind of more from my generation. It's yeah, an like, old one. dude, I'm not it's fucking ninety five years <laughs> old like you guys. Like, <laughs> my my knowledge stops at technical difficulties. After you go past destroyer technical difficulties, it's a wrap. I'm not going to get it. And I don't know hard. And he must have knew that. It's not from that movie. Yeah, he, hey, he was going for blood. But on here's that. the thing, though. I was going to say grenade for a second, but it, it wasn't. No, nope, it's older. It's uh, if it's in 1906 or earlier, yeah. buds knows. <laughs> was this before electricity or after? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just an old, awesome. I mean, when you've definitely seen the movie, and you'll. I'm sure you saw it growing up, but we'll let the people guess. We'll let the people guess. Yeah, also, shout we'll, out to we'll Scotty Steven it. for, uh, I call him Scotty Steven. <laughs> Scotty Steven. It's because we put you on the spot. I got you off kilter. But you know what? The fans of the show, I, I must have got about 10 different requests really? for people to test your knowledge. Oh, well, yeah, we're taking an L. Um, I'm going to take that one on the chin. So that was actually a fan idea right there. But well, they didn't. I, didn't, I don't think anyone knew that Stevens would uh, be so... Unkind to you. <laughs> well, shout out to Stevens. Just had a kid, Violet. Yeah, props. Healthy baby daughter. Um, sorry to you. sneak attack you, dog. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love getting thrown. You're looking at me like, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> you know what's funny? Like what I always think. Scott Stevens is one of the ones like who I still like kind of fan out. He was my coach at High Cascade. Oh no way. Yeah, and actually like so like he was your coach. He was my coach at High Cascade. Lucked out, dude. That's Straight up, coach. But like then this is funny slash sad, which is. I went home and this was like the MySpace days, I think. And I uh, was going to theory one day, dropped a little message over to Sleepy, like, hey, 
it's Justin. <laughs> we, you were, I was in your group at High Guys Gate. Like, I'm going to be a theory. It'd be sick to see you. Just left me on red. No. Yeah. <laughs> on red. Well, like, I don't know if that was a yeah. thing back then, but like, no response. No response. And I feel like I saw him again, like, at, for the first time since then at like, He's like Seattle downtown <laughs> throwdown or something. And, and I like, was like, shamed. I was felt ashamed. <laughs> you want to say anything to him? Yeah. I was like, He's actually the nicest human being. Oh my god! I know. The fact that he said he's gonna yeah, hear that. I'm, I'm kind of surprised oh, that I'm he didn't a, hit you back. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> like he's gonna probably call you, send you like a thank you yeah. bouquet of flowers. He's still my favorite though. It didn't. It didn't stop him from being my favorite. Chris, you can get him back when he sits in that seat. Oh yeah! Oh, I was for when Scott sits in that seat, we're gonna hit him with like a four pack. Yeah, let's yeah, hit him with some. I want to queue up one from um, some. He's got to like list what tricks go with it as well. Uh, he probably yeah, can though. Yeah. Couldn't, I bet we can get him though. You couldn't tell you how to cook like uh, lasagna or anything like that. You couldn't tell you how to cook an egg for that matter. Sure, he's about but to But he can tell you what like trick is going on at a minute oh three yeah. of a video part. <laughs> a minute oh three. <laughs> Useful skill. He's about to learn a whole lot though, being his father. So we'll yeah, see well, what up. talking about Scott, I thought he was gonna like when he got dogs. I was like, dude, you were insane. You were gonna suck, and he's like the best dog dad ever. True. So yeah. be, that's my. My He's going to take it like a champ. Um, but Dude. we technically were still in yeah, that still video part. Your, yeah, oh, <laughs> so that's a long one. This is a long-winded name that video part. We're going to play a second song coming <laughs> at you. Com- comment on the photo of Stan for a dual prize pack potential. That one's that gonna, was quick. That's Dude. actually a that's meatball, a though. That's a meatball sub. <sighs> Thank you guys for playing Name That Video Part. Extended version. <laughs> We can slap a little extended <laughs> on the. How are we doing, Stan? I feel I feel good. I feel like I'm maybe rambling too much. Ah, oh, you're doing dude, great. You're doing great. You I got, feel like after name that video part, shit. That's when shit starts to get. Yeah, real that's too. when we start all a little more like, loosened up. Yeah, as we good. haven't really pointed out yet, I'm not usually in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, you're normally so. you the put one. yourself in the hot seat though. I didn't. No, I mean you do when you do your show. Oh like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, the yeah. man putting yourself in the totally. Hot seat. Yes, yes, but normally I don't have to interact with my own answers so quickly. I oh, get true. to like kind of decide what I'm going to say. Yeah, now I have to be reactionary. Start you can talking about your show. Sleepy Stevens leaving me on red when I'm 17. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it reminds me of the scene in Step Brothers when they're auditioning for the job and uh, they do a little role reversal, and she's and then basically. Uh, they asked the lady how much she makes a year after taxes. It's kind of yeah. like that situation. That's kind of what we got going on here. But I actually, <laughs> I love it. I'm glad. It's cool. It's. I mean, you guys are doing such an incredible thing that I'm like a little jealous. How so, are how are just from your perspective? Damn, how son. are we doing on our side from a person that's better at it than us? Yeah, not, we're, I don't. We're not. I don't even think trained. I'm better. <laughs> I did, I did not, in fact, go to podcast you. <laughs> yeah, despite what we thought about it, we were going to enroll. It's an online course. Yeah, it's an um, online two Stevens Henniger College, actually. <laughs> podcast That's a University. new branch of Devry. <laughs> Podcasting. They probably have it though. That's what's probably funny. They uh, probably exist. I can see Buds up there, the whiteboard, just kind of like teaching a class. <laughs> Buds, he's got Venn diagrams Ch- and cheddar going. biscuits is underlined <laughs> three times. No, you guys are this killing. Is the most it. important thing. You're going to want to talk about. The bisque. This is why it's good because Stony has been around forever since the not an offensive way before but like, Christ. Yeah, before time as we know it, and True. and you've got such an insight on the things like that have gone out, and you're still in it. You know, yeah. you're still out there shooting, and then Grenier's like ability to recall everyone's specific tricks and photos. I find like 
completely yeah, mind blowing. It's an, it's so so. You guys are doing it like really right. A lot of people ask us if this is a snowboarder mag project, and I I usually just stop talking. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure, I think that. Whatever. You... <laughs> no, I don't. For the record, it yeah. is not. Yeah. We have no sponsors. So None. if you want a sponsor, yeah. You want to send some bisque? DeVry, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're looking, we will teach a class. <laughs> Steven Henniger, DeVry, anybody. You know, ITT know. Tacker, you out there? Can hook these guys up. I think Chris built this. He could fucking make you know a woodworking. Funny? Going though. back to like rough around the edges, people are like, man, your set's incredible. I'm like, I went to Home Depot. I bought like the shittiest, cheapest wood. I, this thing took me 30 minutes to make. This is actually how my garage pretty much is already. If my mom thought this was all like put here like a professionally right, yeah. built set that each piece put there like for well, a reason. Dude, you're, you're, I mean, you're kind of a man's man kind of, and, man's and this man. is your, this you is your my dojo. Garage. This is kind of your zone. I mean, you're always building, I mean, you're known for it, you know? I wish the golf cart, golf cart was still. Yeah, all right. Hey, whatever yeah, happened to the golf cart? Just died. Um, it stopped jumped running. It, and then into oblivion. Uh, <laughs> did a rock to fakie on it, figured yeah. I had to burn it because <laughs> there's no coming back from that. Yeah, we kind of, we kind of, yeah, we, we, uh, en- well, enough about me though. Yeah. We got to, we got to stay on target here. <laughs> We're not talking. Um, we need to, what I wanted to talk about is that, like, me and Buds, I'm going to speak for both of us. We care about snowboarding a lot. We are snowboard nerds. And I feel like in, you know, in other things like skateboarding and like year round 365 sports, there's like a deep culture within it where people like care about it. They, they breathe it. They, that's what they are. That's their group of friends. And I feel like it's cool. Like it was snowboarding, having somebody like yourself that cares, that's doing things like last resort and, um, kind of like for lack of a better term, like caring about snowboarding and and uh almost like a romantic i don't know what's your what's your relationship with that and your take on all that stuff um yeah i mean people say that to me a lot actually like i'm glad it's you because you care and i i guess it's just a result you know like i just wouldn't be able to be here i guess if i didn't care at least that's how i think like i don't think and truthfully like i don't really know how to describe it any other way than the simple feeling of having both of your feet strapped into that snowboard going downhill is the single most fun thing I've ever done in my life. And every single time that I do it, rain, shine, whatever, ice, I love it. Yeah. So it's like, and I, I don't know. It's 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 like driven relationships. It's done. It's like there's been plenty of sacrifices, as I'm sure you guys are as well. You know, like who knows what it is exactly that makes it just like, I love it. So I think it just, you grow up on, especially on the East coast as well. Like you grow up and when the winter hits, like it's dark, you got to like, you're out there in the snow, you got to stay entertained. And then as soon as I started to realize there was a culture to it, which I was pretty late to compared to some people, like I didn't really start to like dig into snowboard culture. Like I was, I started skiing when I was two and I started snowboarding when I was nine, but I didn't really understand the culture until I was like, 16 17 maybe and a lot of people are already like tanner pendleton's already pro for world industries by that point he's already almost retiring yeah (laughs) it's like (laughs) you know so like i I don't know and i think it's it's only grown you know and and through my like work and my ability to talk and and become this like interesting role in snowboarding that like gets to be funny and weird like i just love it like how it, it like how could you not this is what you want you know and so it's cool and and it it works out when it's genuine and if you're really into it and you really are that because how else could you like i couldn't describe and like sometimes i couldn't describe to like partners or whatever why i was willing to edit a video for 12 hours straight for like 200 bucks 
Yeah. You know, like to some people, it just doesn't make sense. But like I was always, even my parents, I think when I finally got the job as editor of Snowboarder Mag was the, the moment they were like, oh, okay. Oh, this worked out. And I'm 31 now, you know, like, and they like, I think that they were like, what are you doing? Last resort like, yeah. and all that. Well, they, they think it's funny and like they watch it, but my parents like don't snow, like yeah. snowboard or know anything about snowboarding. And like, I wasn't like competing a bunch as a kid that they would like come, like they would kind of just ditch, like leave me at the, at the hill and I would go shred and they picked me up and they knew I loved it and they yeah. were supportive of that. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It just... I just loved it from the second I started doing it. And, and I think it was just cause it was idolized to me maybe by like this one family that I was like heavily raised by as a kid. Um, the home Myers, they just were like a family of shredders. Like I remember home, like the older brother having a black flies sweatshirt that I thought was mad fly. And like they helped you van shoes were the cool shit. And like, they just shredded. And the dude is still sick. Jeff Homer. He's going to be like, yeah. But Jeff Homer is like, he was 16. I was like 10. And he was just local legend. Like ripper. Butternut yeah. ripper? Butternut oh, ripper. Yeah. That's dope. Butternut low. And the other place that doesn't really get as much shine is Bosquet. Have you ever been there? It's nope. like 20 minutes away. and it's I've never the, even heard of that one. Yeah, it's super small. And it's uh, it's the first place in the U.S. that ever had night skiing. Oh, really? Yeah. That's East dope. To- you know, by there is Berkshire East. Berkshire East. Go there as a kid, too. Yep, right over in that direction. Berkshire East is sick. I actually, like, didn't go there really as a kid. I, I wouldn't go there until later, but that's, like, where Barris... Is that where Barris Road or is... No, he was uh, Blandford. Blandford, right. Yeah, yeah. Blandford. But um, one thing, I was hearing some cool stuff there is a lot of people think that, like, it, it's, like... It took you 31 years almost to become like an overnight success in a degree. Like it sounds like <laughs> yeah. that sounds fucked up to say, but like you've been throwing shit at a wall, seeing what sticks forever. A and, long time. And then it's like people yeah. just, it's like, don't take your foot off the gas. Yeah, it's yeah, like, next thing you know, you're like making these shitty videos. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're editor of the snowboard magazine. It's like, Straight just up. keep going. It's and kind I, of inspo. There. It all happened in the craziest way. Cause like, I mean, to be honest, my back was kind of against a wall. Like when they hired me, like I really had to figure out like what I was going to do because I had been making last resort. Now I was making last resort uh, by myself. How'd you come up with the last resort? Like what was the... Literally, I love this actually because I called it last resort because in my head, so during the Yobi, like whatever meltdown at a certain point, Brooke comes to me and she's like, hey... Um, I'm really tired of everyone thinking Yobi is so negative all the time. We need you need to change the name of the show from Hateline, and oh, I, I was pissed. I was 47 episodes deep, and I was like, "Oh, we need to change Hateline <laughs> at Yobi. That's what we need to change." Like, it's gonna solve all the problems. Yeah, I was like, "It's literally like it's a joke off the name Skateline. Like that's intentional." And in the first episode, if you watch it, I like own that immediately. Yeah, yeah. I'm right, like right out of the is, gate. Yeah, I'm like, this is a snowboarding version of. But like we said before, it's like. It's not like Gary Rogers invented joke news. Like I caught a lot of heat in the beginning for just biting Skateline, but it's like making a funny news show was yeah. not invented. Like I was inspired by Gary Rogers to realize I could do it in snowboarding, but like I've been making hammy videos my whole like. Yeah. I was like, they, when you look at Saturday Night Live, they've had new shows since what the seventies. Exactly. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I forget what the question. <laughs> no. No. Like uh, the, he was asking. What I was the asking how you get the name. And last resort, right? Yeah. So I asked. So she, Brooke asked me to change the name from Hayline, and so I changed it to the news show. 
and I do 12 episodes and it's called the new show. I don't wear, I don't even wear the red suit anymore. I wear a gray suit. Oh, really? Yeah. These are like lost episodes, <laughs> kind of. But like I would do one in this Europe. This is the dark years. Yeah, the this dark is the dark years. years. You're wearing all gray. <laughs> yeah, this is the dark years. Actually, and I your was soul's haggard. Been, your I soul's was, been plucked from you. Drinking too much, probably. <laughs> drinking too much. Height of my like Portland like kind of party days. I got long hair, this gross mustache, and like a goatee, like thinking I look dope, like ugly. And like... And so, yeah, that was a dark time. I was calling it, yeah, the news show. show. And then basically my final nail in the straw with the, or like nail in the coffin with the OB was like, they were paying me like a laughable amount to make those videos. And I wasn't even showing up at the office anywhere because they had an office. I was just like Venmo requesting them (laughs) for the videos. (laughs) From your house. Yeah. From Forest House where I was like living, making the videos. And uh, then they called me and they're like, we actually have to cut your budget again. And I was like, I'm done. Like, this is insane. And they were like, yeah, we just think like, they basically were like, we don't think you're actually that important to the, to the overall thing. To Yobi? To Yobi. Jesus. And in my mind, you were the He's only. The in your, in, I would be in Europe and like people would be like, oh, you didn't start Yobi? And I would be like, no. Like, and shouts to Brooke. Cause I always thought Brooke was such a G for being a, a woman and snowboarding and, and making that thing real. Cause yeah. Yobi was real. Like yeah. she made that pop like pretty much by herself. And she got a lot of years out of it. I mean, yeah. And so I was always like hyped on that, but yeah, they just were like, we're going in another direction. And then they ended up like saying skiing. They put out like a letter that was like skiing is I okay now. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you guys They were like doing? just going off the deep end. Off. Yeah. And then they like stopped it finally. But and I was like, ha, <laughs> but so they, it was and the then last she actually resort. put out an interview that said that they fired me, and that pissed me off. Damn, like a lot because they didn't. They did not fire me. They called me and tried to cut my pay. Yeah, you're fired. thank you. Yes, <laughs> but you're not actually fired. <laughs> so you're fired, but you're not. Fired, and so. and I was mad. I called her, and I was. I remember being bombed. I was like, dude, I can't believe you said that. Because like. Because it didn't happen. And I didn't, I never aired you guys out. And and I could have. Yeah. And like. I and mean, that's what you're good at. So yeah. And, I mean, and you I, have an opportunity to right now yeah. if you want. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> if you want to do a 60 minute skit, you know, <laughs> Yobi, or 60 second. Get some green screen. Uh, <laughs> we could set up the green screen. Yeah, fan yeah. going. We got out. the Fly. suit. We got the suit. Let's go. So I made, okay. So I make the news show. I do 12 episodes. Gray suit. She calls. I'm like, this is done. And uh, I spend a year basically like not do, I leave Portland I'm, and I'm, I go back East and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and this is kind of where I started. you go getting, to Burlington again or? First I stopped back uh, in Western oh. Mass where I'm from and hung there for a little while. And then I went to Burlington and I realized like there was really, I was just working at a coffee shop and I, and I helped Aki Helgeson make his project in Iceland at the yeah. time, which was really cool. And that was like the one thing I did that whole year that like kind of kept me with skin in the game. And then literally one day I was like sitting in Burlington and I saw a video that SIA had paid Jack Matrani to make. And Jack Matrani was sitting at a desk with a suit and he's like telling some shit and he gets Joey B on. And I was fired up. Really? I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like got pissed. Cause I saw the like, what was it? Um, Angry Snowboarder tried to do like a show too, and it was like I never saw straight that straight up trash. That dude's yeah. a fucking joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was trash. It was trash. So, Aired like, out. I didn't even care that like they were doing that at all. But for some reason, when Jack Matrani made this video, I was like, "What am I doing? Like, why have I stopped doing this? Like, yeah. I've been like a year, and I, and this is when I got into comedy as well. So that was cool, which we can talk about. But like, um, I was like, "What am I doing?" And I decided at that point. I got to make a show. But in my head, I was like 47 episodes of Hateline, 12 episodes of the, of the new show. 
if I do this again, this is the last resort. <laughs> like, this sick. is it. Yeah. Like, because if this shit doesn't work, like, you stop. Yeah, Just that's stop. a lot of episodes to put out. Yeah, and it was, and I was, like, beating down people's door forever trying to get money yeah. for this. Like, I was trying to pull the show out. That Bridges and I had conversations about trying to pull the show, like, me trying to pull the show, because from Yobi and, and bring it to Snowboarder Mag. That, like, oh, never really that went. Time, yeah, yeah, that never went anywhere for whatever reason. Um so yeah, Last Resort was just like a name that I was like this. And so what's funny though is I call Haldor. At that time, Haldor had started his um, brand called A Trip. And in my head, I'm like, this show's never gonna work if people don't think someone's paying for it. Yeah. So I called Haldor and asked him if I could just put a logo for A Trip in the front of the Sick, show to make it look to legit. make it look like legit. And he just goes, Yeah. Also, I can just pay you i will pay you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. and i was like no way so yeah. he paid like out of pocket to make for the happen. first five episodes of last resort that's so which sick. is incredible yeah that's a testament to how much he cares about snowboarding too which for is real oh, in i i will like forever am indebted to that guy yeah, for, for taking going, me seriously f- for years yeah. and for backing me for years um and so, yeah, he paid for the first five. Like he, well, and when I say paid for, he paid me to make them. Yeah, and it allowed um, you to make a living and right and do what you. And then to from do. there, he got Lobster to like sign on to it. Sick. So we transferred it over to Lobster, and then like about midway through there, I realized, okay, I need a little. I want little, a little couple more cheddar. Some biscuits more biscuits to stack on to the stack fire. On. A little more bisque. And yeah. uh, and it wasn't a lot. I think Lobster was paying me like five hundred bucks an episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was like half my job, you know, like that was like, I was working that in a coffee shop yeah. and, and then I called Hava, shouts to Hava. I remember that he, t- he consulted me about this before it happened. Well, he was hyped. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for green lighting that <laughs> if you did, <laughs> because I called Hava to get Stan Stance as a segment. And, uh, and so from there I was like, okay, cool. Like now I'm up to like a thousand bucks yeah. to make last resort. And, um, and that was cool. And Hava was great. Like and he, like pretty much no questions. Like and 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 same with Lobster. Like they let you do your thing. Right? I didn't have to show them anything. I I just would all. I didn't have to show them anything. I didn't even have to run anything by them. And like that was awesome. To, Full to have creative that. control. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I put those up. But then it like got to the point where like Lobster was getting fidgety. Like I could tell. Like Lobster was like, "How long are we paying you to make this?" Like yeah, I was like, prob- hard. "Yeah, like," yeah. and I was probably you're like, like "Forever." <laughs> literally, I said that. Like yeah. I, I got kind of fired up, and I was like, "I was like, dude, this is like I." I and you have to, you have to, like, even though passionate. you internally like feel crazy doing so, you have to go to bat for your shit because, yeah. like, I was mm-hmm. like, I had to like snap and be like, "Dude, we're paying for it until it, I'm done," you know, like because this is sick and your name's on it and that's good. And I need you to run that up the line, you know, like, and it was, it makes sense. If you were to break it down, like from a business standpoint too, you look at like, you give some, like a company might give like $5,000 to a movie project. Movie comes out. It gets like 3000 views total. And it's like pushed down the feed where it's like, boom, you're coming out with a video every week. It's getting thousands of views. You rack those numbers up. Like it's just on a simple business standpoint, it's makes much more sense. Makes sense. Well, you want to know it was a trip too. For me was when I got nominated for video series of the year at the trans world awards. That's dope. Cause that was crazy to me because I was like, I'm probably in the history of those awards. The only web series that wasn't a snowboarding, like, 
action web series yeah to get nominated there was nothing like that had ever gotten an award yeah and the funniest part though is like i i'm like i'm keeping track of when the dates are like i saw i got nominated i was blown away i was so hyped yeah and uh nick hamilton hits me with a text it's like who's the editor transfer at the time and he's like hey what are you doing this weekend like are you available this weekend and it was the weekend of the award show and I was like, oh, my God, I won. Oh, snap. And he's like, yeah, we're just super busy with all the award stuff. And we were wondering if you can go to Montreal for us. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like, was like, so I think I responded like, oh, so oh. I didn't win. And he just was like, like, no. No, you idiot. <laughs> you didn't win. Of course you didn't win. Like, you think last year's always going to win? Like, I think FSBS won, which was like, shot, like, of course, you know, like. <laughs> That's awesome. But I remember that being like a really funny moment because I was like, oh, my God, I did it. Like, and that was, yeah, shout out. When I remember seeing your, dude, I would look forward to your episodes. I hadn't met you yet, and I was a fan. And, oh, Bud's is a fan. Yeah, I was, I was so stoked on what you I were mean, doing. I mean, it's crazy. Like, people recognize me way more than I would think. Yeah, that's cool. And like, and it, I had noticed too, kids get excited to get on your, to get called out on your show. The young kids, right? Is yeah. That, that's, I've kind of heard this. The older people get a little worked up. The, the young kids pe- like young it. Young kids yeah. are like, like, I made it. Yeah. They're, well, they're like, this is it. Like this <laughs> is, that is the mark that you made it. Stan roasted me. <laughs> yeah. We fucking did That's it. basically what they're thinking. Like, yeah. yeah, we got noticed. We did something. Yeah. And that was like, I always like, what well, dude, and that hypes me up so much. Like, and learning how to talk to people that approach you like, and like your stuff is like, a really cool lesson that you probably had to learn and like, like how, how to, and I always respected that. I respect that out of people like how do I respect that out of people like Sage Yeah, who like you see is Mark is another good one. Mark McMorris, like you, Danny Davis, you see these people interact with the public and they're so good. Yeah. And they're so attentive went like in a way. And, and like, so I, I think that like, yeah, that was the key is, and, and oh, whenever meeting someone that was hyped to me, like just like, letting them know that I was hyped that they were hyped. Yeah. Cause I was. Yeah. You got to like be do- like stoked to talk to every one of them. And well, and that, those and true that, pros, they, there's a reason why they're there. You know I yeah. mean? You know this, you're, you're well, one of them. I just remember like having, being a kid, you, it can have a positive effect. You meet somebody and they're really cool. Yeah. And that like, it shapes your, it can shape your whole life. Yeah. Or you can like, walk away and then not I've, liking I've that met pro somebody, anymore. This, this pro Anthony Shetler that was like a pro skater by us. We were skating flat ground by him one time as a kid. And he was like, kids, just, just get out of here. And he doesn't realize that that one sentence, he said that, that one sentence he said to me and my buddy Bert, like, I still fucking hate this guy. Yeah. Like deeply. <laughs> Cause it crushed me, man. It crushed totally. me. So you, you got to realize like you can say the wrong thing. And if somebody looks up to you, you ruin their yeah. view of you. Which is funny to like, see people like people have like stopped me in the airport and like people is like whatever and it's like it's funny to then just be super nice like i remember a lot of people like jeff pensiero and he met me like owner like bald face guy was like damn you're like not an asshole like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you walk around yeah, all like, day a lot like, of people meet me and are like oh like weird i expected you to be just like the most cynical like cynical in the whole world <laughs> calling everything and out. i am cynical that's for sure i learned that when i moved to socal Cause like when I was doing comedy well, and people Burlington. from Massachusetts in general, sorry to keep no, totally like <laughs> just the mass mass. And I love thing. that. Just know where you stand with people. Yeah, you just know where you stand. I love that. I I I don't like going to a party if I can't walk out of the party and be like, what the fuck was with that guy? Yeah. You know, like I don't like I need that. Like yeah. I, you know, and I can't hang out with people that aren't willing to hear me say that shit yeah. when I walk out the door. Like <laughs> it's so yeah. I'm I'm a little bit. I am cynical, yeah. but. To a healthy degree. I think. Is your comedy routine cynical or what? what's that all about? I can't um, believe, I still can't wait to see your show sometime. For yeah. the listeners, 
Stan recently, kind of recently, started doing stand-up comedy, too. When so. you did a full, like, you opened up for a comedian in Burlington, like a full tour, right? Or East Coast tour? I've op- uh, I've never been on, like, a full tour. I've opened up for or some, you like, did the Vermont part or something? Um, I've never, well, I've just done a bunch of, like, Vermont, like, I've opened or hosted for some people that come through Vermont Comedy Club, yeah, which is, like, a I cool comedy club. Yeah, I guess that's So, like, they'll get people like Brad Williams or, like, Preacher Lawson, like, some people, like, that. Th- those are two people that I have, like, opened up for. for um my comedy is like cynical i guess i think so i i it's pretty based in the american experience i guess like i was writing some of my best shit when i was working at a coffee shop that's for sure because, just seeing what goes on and yeah yeah and and, and those kind of jobs just like allow you to like have crazy insights like i've had so many bad jobs over the years like yeah even like recently like within the last like five years i have worked at ups dropping packages like during christmas time because i needed like extra money yeah and, and some cheddar biscuits yeah. yeah and that job made me write like one of the funniest bits i thought about like i mean i could like get into it basically but yeah, like hit it's, it. yeah it's like <clears throat> right like this was happening when i was working this like right during like the start of the me too movement like pretty big and you never really know like when a moment and i think this is like part of being a comic is um, understanding when you're in a situation that is worth taking note of and retelling. Yeah. And I think that is actually like one of the keys to being a good comic is just like, cause you experience all this crazy shit. And if you have the right perspective on it, like everything can be funny, you know? So like, I just remember where they were training me for UPS and like the whole training, they're so hardcore about dogs. They're like, you have to be afraid of dogs. And I'm like, I love dogs. Yeah, right, <laughs> me too. Like, I, is, I, like, I love dogs. You guys are like a little bit much about the dogs. But then like you're fucking in the middle of cold Vermont going across this like crazy field in Colchester and like two huge dogs. My home, hometown, yeah, by the way. I know. Yeah. <laughs> two. This is where I was delivering packages. Yeah. Two huge dogs are sprinting at you like big dogs towards the field. And you're like. Oh, maybe now, like, I'm like, maybe now isn't dog time. And then I like, I remember getting in the truck after this happened. I was like, damn, this is how women feel at the club. <laughs> like, you know, like women like dudes, but now's not like get run up on by some dudes time. Yeah, maybe you know? now like, isn't so friendly with the dog time. Yeah. And then so I just like had that thought. I was like, damn, I love dogs. But like, actually, sometimes dogs are truly scary as shit. You know, like. So when that shit happens, do you like sit and write it down or you just make a mental note? No, I got to write it down. I I realized quickly that like I have an, I have like an ongoing, um, jokes folder. That's so sick. Yeah. That I'll like, if I have a thought where I'm like, wow, that's good. I'll like pull my phone out, take a quick note. And it it usually gets like refined as I'm like, as I'm going. Chris does that with side by side photos. The second he has an idea for one that's funny. Oh yeah. Mock him up. He can't move. Look alike. Can't like do anything (laughs) until he gets it together. No, I feel that. I like what you're talking about, though, because I feel like a lot of this stuff, like a lot of the best material comes from when people are in the shit or like shitty times in their oh, life. Yeah. yeah. And I was reading this book the other day and they were, I don't remember who his name, but there was an author that basically he would like he would be like 
basically reduce himself to nothing, write an insane book, and then when he would get rich, he couldn't write for shit. So he would go gamble all of his money away and, yeah. and have to be completely broke. And once his back was against the wall and he was broke, he, he would, could write again. He, he could write again. And that was his cycle. Yeah. And it's like kind of well, like dude, that I think, comedy. I, feel I like. think Brooke had me on that shit too. <laughs> I think Brooke knew that if I was like stressed and like, because I remember she, shit. like, that's how I met Bridges. She sent me to Super Park. We were specifically not invited to Super Park Bachelor. And she sent me there and just said, you have to go where you're fired. Like, she really? Was, yes. Like, you go to Super Park, make it work. Fully uninvited to uninvited Bridges Domain. to Bridges Domain. And that's when I first met Bridges. And I, and I had to wait. That for big everyone line. to get through the line at Super Park so I could go talk to Bridges. Because I, I walked up to him right when I got there and he just was like... <laughs> he knew who you were? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, wait for me. That's, for a, that's so, kind of Pat's game. That's tight. Yeah. And, and, he, and he like, you know, just told me, don't, don't make me regret yeah. letting you in. Which don't, was, don't put a weird line on a hip or freaking ruin... Yeah, he was just like, don't, basically, he was just like, don't blow it. Don't blow yeah. it, because I'll remember. There's certain <laughs> rules to follow at Super Park. Yeah. That's awesome, so he let you in. Yeah, so he let me in, and that was a funny year. But um, yeah, so that like that comedy stuff is sick, and and I got into comedy just by like, I mean, honestly, it's funny. The sentence that got me into comedy, I I remember specifically when I like decided that I wanted to do it. Well, well, I guess like in some senses, people may have thought that I was going to do this. Like I remember when I graduated eighth grade, they give you like superlatives, and I was like nominated for most likely to end up on Saturday Night Live. You were in eighth grade. Sick, yeah. Dude. Um and so That's I dope. like I always was kind of like I was saying, like I was always making crazy videos and I was doing kind of like crazy shit. So but I had never really hardly considered stand up. And then I was I, I literally don't know who it was, but he was talking to Ricky Hauer, which is funny, like throwback to regular guy Airbus. I was at Timberline and the guy just goes, Yeah, I've been trying to do stand up. It's just so crazy to think about exactly what you're going to say when you get on stage. And that sentence poisoned my brain for like a year. Like thinking about exactly what I would say. Yeah. If I got cuz you do. You have to like kind of know. You can't just when you're get up starting. And wing it. You yeah, can. If you're really good, you probably you can. You can. Yeah. But that's only if you like really want to have longevity on the matter, yeah. like and you want to have more than one good show cuz beginner's luck is real. Like the first time I ever got on stage in Portland, I did 2 minutes maybe. Terrible jokes. But like I don't tell a single one of these jokes anymore. Like one of the jokes is like, yeah, everyone's mad about like people smoking weed in front of kids here. That's why I smoke it with them. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like bad jokes. Yeah. Like, I don't tell anymore. But it was right for the crowd and yeah, it worked. But like it was my first time and yeah. like, I was just probably so awkward and I made it like weird and I made it work. But then I moved back, you know, yo beat shit fell through. I moved back East really not knowing what I was doing. I was sitting at a local bar kind of just shooting the shit and I'm end up sitting next to the guy who was one of the producers of the pilot of Seinfeld. Damn. And my eyes are just like... like you knew that's who it was. No, I didn't oh, know. Didn't. He told me. Oh, he told and me. And I would later find out, like, I looked him up on IMDb. And, he's and for it was real. legit. Yeah. You know, and like, I was like, damn. And he was like, yeah, I'm trying to like... We're at Great Barrington is like a second home for New York City people in the summer, especially. Uh, like, okay. Visit. So he's at this like kind of one bougie bar in my town sitting there and I just get to talk to him, whatever. So he's like, yeah, I've got a bunch of comic friends, just made a show on VH1 with like smoking Jay Okerson, like whatever. Like I want to bring live comedy here. And I, at this point who have done like maybe a total of six minutes in my life, I'm like, oh, I do stand up. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. And I'm like, I totally just like oversell, but I've also been making the show for like years. Like I get, like, I think I get it. You know, yeah. I think that I get it. So I like sell, oversell, and then 
he like we end up putting on a monthly show in this like barn and uh the first time i write like 10 minutes and i do great and then the second time that i come the headliner that he has is a guy by the name rich voss who like you probably wouldn't know but he's like the one he's like a roast comic and he's like the one white guy that was ever touring with Def Jam in the nineties. Oh damn. Yeah. Now so he, he has, had to be good and he's good. <laughs> yeah. and, and so he shows up and he's kind of immediately talking shit about the surroundings, whatever. And I get up there and I've done my lifelong 10 minutes the last month, you yeah. know, like the first, you know how like when rappers put out their first album, it's kind of like the hottest cause they've been like building it their whole life. Yeah. You know? So like my first 10 minutes, like the first show I do, was pretty good, you know, like, and it was like, it was an amalgamation of like me thinking about this for a long time, for a long time, but because it's a small town and because like my family and shit is like, who's coming, my family and friends, I'm like, well, I can't jump in on the same 10 minutes. So I write an entirely new 10 minutes. Rich Voss comes. I do my 10 minutes. I've got some wandering bit about Home Depot, like about how like terrible it is to be in Home Depot. And the dude gets on stage and just destroys me. Like, (laughs) tears me apart for like 10 straight minutes to like my whole family. His whole bit. It's just calling me lurch, calling me like, <laughs> like saying like, like just roasting this Dunkin' Donuts bit, like, or like uh, Home Depot bit. Like, I can't believe this guy just talked about this for this long. Like what? And like, and he's killing. That's the thing. He's, 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 he's on the spot. It. Making it up on the spot. You. Killing it. Making fun of me to my family. Like, <laughs> Tail between the legs. And that was the moment that I knew, like, damn, okay, there's people out here in comedy that'll fucking eat you if you suck. Eat you alive. Uh. So from that moment on, I was like, boom. Like, okay, we're, like, showing up ready. We're showing up, like, we're gonna, you know, this is gonna be good. We have to command the stage. And, I mean, yeah, it was growing from there. But I'll never forget that. He just, just put me in my place so hard. And he came up to me afterwards and I think was like, hey, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, that's what I do, like, dog. That's yeah. what I do. On suicide watch. No, I was cool. Like, like, I was like, I, I was okay with it. it. I actually wasn't like upset about it. Because frankly, at this point, I'm probably like, you know, hate line was over and done. Okay. So you had, yeah, yeah you're not like, like a kid. I'm not a kid. Yeah. Like, and I have talked so much shit in my life that if I couldn't have let this guy talk shit, I mean, like it was, a, I was not pissed at all. I just, it was a really big learning. Uh, yeah. A lot of times those are the best lessons in your life. When somebody True. kind of roasts the shit out of you, you're like, God damn, I get like, <laughs> Take your ego down. Yeah. A couple things. The thing that I think is cool about uh, stand up though, is like you, you can't really, practice it in front of people like you can't the only way to practice it is to do it like you can't sit in your room you can sit in your room and do your bit but you don't you don't really know, know people's reactions exactly are. Yeah. you need reactions in order to gain and them. i do you gotta sit home. in my room and practice just but, for the, like for the record people yeah. like ask about that yeah but yeah you can't figure out how it but the thing is you don't you, know what's gonna hit where and but nothing ever hits the same oh really yeah. like you, it changes from show to show like there's only one joke that I have really that like kills every time. And it's like when I just talk about how I look like Mr. Burns from the Simpsons. <laughs> I never thought about yeah. that. And I like, <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Yeah, exactly. It's never. Okay, not, that hits. Yeah, yeah that, hits. that hits every time. Like, yeah. I come out and I'm like, yeah, like being like everyone like in California and you can alter it. Like now that I live in California, I'll tell a little different. I'll be like, yeah, like everyone in California is like so hot and it's really tough because everyone has this like cool celebrity doppelganger thing going on. Like the UPS guy, I don't know if it was Cuba Gooding Jr. or not. Maybe it was. <laughs> I was like, it just sucks that my celebrity doppelganger is Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> and you got him. And yeah. I get him. And then the, like you just keep going and it's like, and like that. And you can tweak it no matter well, where you I'm go. Because I'm basically like, I'm waiting for a day where this joke doesn't crush. Yeah. You know, like, 
And it's only getting funnier every day that I get older. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> looking get better with time. more and more like that guy <laughs> every day. Like, so yeah, like sometimes uh, you got a joke that just slams and other times you got to. The thing that's interesting we about have comedy some crickets and get them to tell yeah, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> straight <laughs> up. Fuck with them. I've had a lot of <laughs> shitty nights though, like a lot of bombs <clears> and like, but also a lot of cool stuff. And that's actually where it's funny that when it crosses over into snowboarding, like, like Danny Davis has been, su- Danny and Jack were super good about, they let me uh, come tell jokes at Friendly Gathering one year. And like, Sick. yeah, and it's been cool. Like people in snowboarding, and that's the other funny part. A lot of comics who are working so hard and are so funny and trying to get their shit off the ground. And then we meet and then they look at my Instagram and they're like, how the fuck do you have this many followers? True, like, they're yeah. like, you have over 10,000 followers. And they got like, like 300. <laughs> and it, and it helped like, honestly, the comedy thing, like it helped me so much that people knew who I was from somewhere, especially being in Burlington, like yeah. a, a ski town. Like, yeah, you go to a shred town. That's true. That's cool. And that's where people recognize me most. Like is like, you know colorado utah yeah. like whatever but i don't think I, I wouldn't be like in iowa and someone would be like aren't you that snowboard guy like well, the thing that's a trip about comedy though too is that like if you were to look at music or something you have like rap country uh rock chad rock whatever like you got all these genres chad rock. you got all these genres but like it's like comedy is just like blanket like comedy but there's like cheeky comedy there's like edgy comedy there's witty it's there's yeah. all these different and well, so it doesn't all hit the same right you know well the other thing that's tough too is like that people don't realize like and this is something i had to get used to is like when you first start doing comedy you want to hit like you feel like you're supposed to come with a new bit every time you know because a spec like you're starting to feel like oh, i'm recycling these jokes people have heard this shit but like when you watch like a dave Chappelle like segment special on netflix or whatever he has been touring the entire country saying those exact yeah, words every show and yeah. every show yep. for months and that's why they don't let you film in comedy shows because their whole shit is under this like surprise because it's not like music where you go to a concert and you're like play the hits True. you know like True. i don't step up and then no one's like tell the burns joke the burns. <laughs> <laughs> like because part of it is the element of surprise of the joke you know like yeah. the fact yeah. that you don't know what's coming so like I'd say that's the hardest part about comedy is like you re- I really you got to dig sometimes and like sometimes in Burlington I'd be like picking apart the crowd like like Danny Davis specifically has probably heard my shit like six times like he's heard like all my shit like yeah. there's people that have like he's a fan I hope otherwise he's bummed yeah let's uh talk about snowboarder mag let's yeah so you got a call from Bridges right what was that all about got a call from Bridges well yeah so Right when I would meet Stone for the first yeah. time, like Bridges actually basically hit me up right the same year when shit was really popping for me, the Scalf year and the US Open, Burton, shout out Zach Nigro, who like kind of made the Burton US Open episode happen. He just hit us up and said he's a fan of the show. So what up? We hit him with a little air yeah. horn? Hit him with, a, hit him with an air horn. Shouts. Yeah. Okay. So he like, yeah, got me... Um, like the US Open episode was a big moment of realization for me because they paid me like more to make that episode than like a half year of what Lobster was paying me to, to make it. You know, so like and that was and that was great. Um and so that winter things were just going right. And US Open is where I ran into Bridges and was the first time that I would actually like talk to Bridges as like any sort of like not equal, but like 
where it was just like, Hey, I'm here doing my thing and you're here. And we took laps and like, it was sick. He took me like while pipe finals was going on. He was like, you know, what's perfect is this is the time to ride the slope course. <laughs> so like, like while pipe finals going on, him and I are lapping the slope course you guys and in the big hogs. Or no, what? he's doing like, he's probably destroying he's landings, like doing his butter moves all down the lane. Like I was laughing, like Brock just hooking an edge or something on one of bridges, like little, but no, so yeah, I was there. And then he basically was like, do you want to come to the launch and do like interviews and stuff? Now at this time, I think that they were sussing me out to be online editor because mm. Mark Clavin was going to quit uh. and go work for the baseball teams. That was his job. Oh, that's, that's what right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that they were trying to suss me out. And I think Bridges, like, I think there was like a moment where we were on the chairlift and he was like, would you do it? And I was like, I think my answer was, how much? Like, how much are you paying? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I don't. I didn't. You like just hit the him number. right back with the cheddar biz. You yeah. wanted to know the biz. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm not. Yeah, I was like, I got a good thing going, and like, I'm not gonna. I I can't move to SoCal if you're if we're talking about like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, SoCal here, you know? is like, an expensive place to live. So I he was like, all right. So that that conversation kind of died on the vine a little bit, and I I didn't really think anything was gonna come of it. And and meanwhile, of course, like I'm just like I'm. I don't know what the future is, but I'm thinking I'm like killing it. I have like yeah. momentum or whatever. And then uh, and he, he did. And I did. And yeah. he hits me and asked me to go to Super Park and do the same thing um, and do interviews and stuff. I met you at the launch. Yeah. Kids but, were stoked to have you at the launch, too. That was awesome. But we had a good time. Yeah. We, had, we, we did like, have a good time. You and I were, like, really We had a late, late, late night. Yeah. yeah. We got to know each other. Um, but <laughs> had a couple of those. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. They're good nights. Um, so then... Honestly, I don't know if this is part of it or what, but do you remember like the last night of Super Park? Like everybody kind of partied. Like yeah. we, all, we all got like, you know, it was like the event was over. It was kind of a tough Super Park because it was like, we were, you're really up there in Crystal and like it wasn't a super like, um, like bend where you could like go into town. Yeah, you we know? were just like, stuck. We up were just there. up there. Yeah. So like, I think when we finally could like have a couple and let like not like, go crazy, but like let us eat I, mushrooms, hang yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, I remember like getting into a conversation with Bridges and I don't remember how it starts, but I just start talking shit about the Instagram. I just started, oh, you did? oh yeah. This is pride and joy. I started being like, this is what you guys are missing. Like, and I wasn't doing it to be like an asshole. Like I was, yeah. I was saying it genuinely. I was like, this is what I think you guys are, are missing and like, and all that. So I leave whatever. And then I go, I'm at QP camp out Bridges and Clavin show up. I see him there. How did Bridges take it? He was cool. Dude, he was so cool yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. He was not pissed at all. Like, And and I don't think I was saying anything crazy. Yeah. And, and he's so reasonable. He, and he likes knows. constructive. I mean, how else is he going to evolve? You and know, there's obviously things at play. Like, And this is something I've really learned upon taking that job. There's things at play that like just the everyday person doesn't really understand. True. You know, like, yeah. and, and there's things that like go into play about, you know, like, well, this is why this has to happen. Yeah, and Pat's, it's like, Pat's looking from like yeah. 70,000 feet while the rest of us are just exactly he's got this big view of it all and that a lot of people can't and don't see um and so basically i'm like yeah i'm talking shit whatever and then i'm like chilling in portland i think i was like i've been like partying pretty hard in portland because i was coming to the end of like my I had quit my job and Scolf tour was over and super park was over. And I was just like blown off steam in Portland, like no plan, like no idea what I was going to do. And basically at this point I had met some, like some of the agents from some of the contest kids. There had been a question of like, Oh shit, maybe I could actually like sell my show, like to get a drink sponsor. And I'm waiting for the train and I just get a call from bridges and I pick it up and he's like, like right off the bat. He's like, Hey, 
you want to be the editor of Snowboarder Mag? And I just was like, you fucking with me? <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm totally serious. And I basically said, I got to call you back. Dude. He's been vetting I, you for months. So yeah. That's tight. I, I mean, I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because my first reaction was, I don't make magazines, <laughs> you know, like I, I make fun of them on my show. In yeah. fact, you know, like <laughs> I make videos and, and like, I, I didn't, I didn't know if it was right for me and I didn't want to like stop doing what I thought was right. Um, but then I had a, he was like, obviously like take the weekend, think about it. I remember I actually ended up at Max Warbington's house. Shout out to the Warbington farm. They like housed me during this time. I was there for a week, like pacing hanging with the around. Turtle. Yeah. Like trying to just kind of like take it all in. Um, and I realized that if I could talk to Bridges and have a conversation about like me being able to still make video content and still have some like big, bigger control, I wanted to make sure it wasn't my job to just make the magazine. And yeah. that was it because I didn't think that's exactly where my skill set was. And so I was like, well, you got to let me make videos too. And I think Bridges was like, yeah, I'll give you two jobs. Like, yeah, you know, like I basically it. was yeah. like, here's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> let me I'll do two, two jobs, jobs <laughs> for the price of one. That's you know, like, like sold. Yeah, that's a, that's a deal Bridges is never going to turn down. Well, and the so, magazine's so much more than just print anyways. And once well, you that's what I realized. that way. Yeah. That's what I realized when I took the job. I realized what a step up that job was. Yeah. Um, cause I think you have to be head down grinding when you're doing something like, like last resort and, and, and not snowboarder mag wasn't like the enemy, but it was like, I needed to just be the best. And I wanted to be better than everyone because I had, I had to feel that way. Like, I, I think that there was times where I was like, I want to be the next bridges. Like, I think I said, like, I probably said that. And, yeah. and, um, yeah. So like now stepping into that role, like was, I don't know. Crazy. I mean, and, and been really cool. And, and a lot of people actually like offered me like a level of respect that I actually was like a little bit surprised by. Yeah. That job comes with some respect for sure. Yeah. What, was there a pretty big difference in basically being like a freelance say whatever the hell you want, <laughs> nobody <laughs> filtering anything you say, and then you get in and there's all kinds of sponsor dollars and you got to watch what you say and there's more responsibility. Um, I think that had I not, I think that there's a, it's a tough to answer this question because I think that had I not, I treaded the waters the way that I saw the best fit. And I think that I could have easily put my foot in my mouth quickly had I wanted to. I just didn't want, I didn't want to. I don't, I don't think it's that complicated. Like people make it seem like the big, like it's like, there is like a very corporate entity that's going on here. Um, but I don't like I, in my experience, that's anyway, not your job really though. Right. I don't have yeah. to deal with it. You got to make a rad magazine. Right. And so I think that it was the hardest part literally was that I started my first day was July 1st and the first magazine has to go to print August 1st. Oh, damn. and I've never made a magazine in my life, you know? So like I step in and I'm just like, Whoa. And like, it's a whirlwind to make that happen. And yeah. I, I think I was working like 12 hour days, like every day, just the like learning every curve. day. And just always thinking about like Clavin's like making fun of me. Like how much, how so much time <laughs> I'm like, that's that Commonwealth Massachusetts yeah. work ethic. Yeah, it right is. There's what that plus is. You've yeah. also been like doing your own projects for so long and learning how to do them. So you're perfect to jump in there and just be like, All totally. Right, I'm going to make this happen. That's actually been, I think the biggest learning thing is, is me figuring out there's so much to understand when you step into a job like this, so many people to please or not please. Yeah. yeah. And, and so many, 
strings where it's like all of a sudden it's not just what I whatever I want to do anymore and that's great because what I did realize is you do have to kind of grow it I think I could get back to that one day like I think I actually now that I've done this have like validated my worth in a lot of ways and if I really wanted to could jump back into making videos but like yeah, I, I never, I don't know. I think basically the short answer is it was a trip and it wasn't at the same time. And there's certain instances where I would be really itching to make a video and sometimes I do and sometimes I just call my friends and talk shit to them. And talk it. shit. Yeah. <laughs> the it's videos are anymore. nice though. You got to keep them coming at us every night and work out a schedule. Well, I love it out. making them too. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I love yeah. making them. And, and it's- And shows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it shows in but the quality it, and then of the you, product. It, because it, if it, it was about money, if you were to break it down, I was thinking about this when you were talking earlier. You're like, I was getting paid $250 in edit from from uh, Yobi. Like, back then, like, if you break that down, you're probably making, like, $3 an hour. Oh, for the I amount of time it makes. So you know, true. like, even these things. <laughs> even my job now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am probably making about $3 an hour. Like, yeah. That's but, the problem with the snowboard industry, I think, unfortunately. Totally. Um but I wouldn't, I mean, you look around and what I think about is like when I got into the corporate structure for the first time in my life at age 30, um, <laughs> what I realized was, well, I'll say this, there's a lot of people that have to go through all this bullshit. And then at the end of the day, they're talking about some fucking plastic piece in a car. Yeah. You know, like they have to go through all this like terrible monotonous stuff. At least I get to talk about snowboarding every day, you know, like I, and, and now it really does feel like kind of dream jobby. Like it's hard to not say because well, after like, you're, you're out doing shit too and that totally. guy working like, on that plastic part they yeah don't get that you know yeah and like now during covid we're kind of on like the morning we've got a daily running call yep you've been on i was it. on one of you've them been on one of them good time how's buds on those calls buzz is good i immediate i was so i was the hot. guy in that video you synced <laughs> yeah <laughs> the guy who put the jergens in the, in the tissues i, I didn't think off. we were recording any longer dude i didn't know <laughs> just <laughs> rubbing one out in the middle of the video <laughs> couldn't even wait we're only in five no but those and those are so funny like us rapping out on the phone every morning is like we're always just getting into some funny shit yeah and it's hard to not like this covid thing is honestly if if one thing it's made me do it's made me look up because for like you can spend so long with your head down trying to make shit work and trying to make shit pop. They're like, I almost like didn't even get to stop. And like, I've been all over Europe and I've been all over like on my own, like so many people never get to do this. Yes. Like, and it's all just cause I was, and it's nice to like pause for a second and be like, damn, damn. Yeah. This yeah. is dope. That's the sickest part of snowboarding is that travel and meeting people and enjoying the community around you, you know? Totally. And then you have like through this common thing, you, have a homie everywhere you go. Yeah. You just be like, oh, I'm in Germany and I have homies here. And now you're, the, you're working at the center of the community at the magazine. The nucleus, so if you will. Yeah, the nuclei. And it's, nuclei would be the plural of that. <laughs> and it's a lot, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the crazy thing, too, about Transworld disappearing. And trans, yeah. I mean, dude, I tripped like when on this idea where I was like, damn, Transworld's gone. They cleared half the building and they just hired me to be the editor. <laughs> like, I think that like half of snowboarding had to be like, no, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that must have just, like, it was such a crazy look from being like this like little, sh like, I don't like the resident like shit talker that people were like down with. <laughs> when Pat told me you were getting that job, I was like, dude, that's the perfect dude for the job. Yeah, it makes sense because yeah. you need somebody that fucking cares. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people that might be able to do it, but they're like, you're like sitting there like, we, you know, like, you have an opinion and you're doing good shit. Yeah. You care, you work hard. And and I think Bridges is such a sick mentor yeah. to have because for the longest time, I always said, I don't know who to look up to in snowboarding really, because in a lot of ways, like 
not no one was doing really what I was doing. There wasn't like I wasn't a rider that was like, okay, well, this is how this person turned pro, and if they do this, this, and this, like there was no like rule book for yeah. how to become the editor of Snowboarder Man, oh, you know? Yeah. Like so yeah, every like, dude's story was gonna be different, right? Yeah. So it was just like and now it's cool to get into a position because now I feel like my conversations with Bridges, he and like enlightens me to a lot of stuff that yeah. I'm like, oh damn. Yeah, like, you can I did not think about that. You yeah. know, like so he's cool. He's it, and that's a great relationship. And he cares about snowboarding, so it's good to have that. Oh, and he's seen so much and like yeah. been at the center of so much. Yeah, and I and I think sometimes snowboarder gets a bad rap with a lot of the people in our circle these days. And then you get somebody on here like Benny talking about like this cover that like it, every what it's done like it has such a rich history and people are so quick to forget that at times. Well, yeah. that's I think that's the problem with where I was kind of starting to get into about like the trans world disappearing is all of a sudden we're at more or less it. You got the snowboarder journal that you can subscribe to, but like as far as like I don't think anyone's really arguing here that the two main mags were snowboarder and trans world. Yeah, one of them disappears. Like snowboarder mag kind of becomes the main yeah. voice and that sucks because yeah all of a sudden well you're like it's lonely at the top you got a target you got a target on your back underdog you forever. straight up which was something target on your back that i always felt at yobi and was something i always thought i would get away from yeah if i stepped into this role and that was that's one of the hard like it's actually i don't know if it's hard as much as that is just kind of a sobering like yeah like nobody you're never gonna be able to avoid having people hate <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, that's, um, that's how it is uh, yeah especially in today's culture it kind of reminds me of the drake lyric uh <laughs> still on top like i'm scared of the drop yeah, <laughs> yeah. true <laughs> i am scared of the drop let me tell you me too, dude. i am scared of it when bird was on here talking about like like oh yeah being worried about like not being relevant in the industry anymore like i relatable dude and and that one year between Yo beat and like me making last resort again. I felt the shit out of that because like nobody, like, nobody gives a shit. Like once I stopped, like nobody was like calling Holding me, being breath. like, yeah, Stan, it's real easy to you. become you like, know, like to get to disappear. I guess if you want to, yeah. Easy. Well, you know what's cool is probably for there's probably some kids out there listening that are entertainers or funny and maybe they're like, fuck, they can cause they can carve their own um Path. lane. Yeah, exactly, and then. You know, you look, there's like 8 million snowboarders doing video parts and contests, and you're pretty much... I've been waiting for someone only, to step on my the shit. The only I person really doing, yeah. like, being an entertainer, for lack of a better but word. But you guys are on it now. Like that, We're just, we just chat, we just banter. There's two guys we're, in the garage, you Two know guys I mean? in the garage bantering. <laughs> we don't have an entertainment value. We're just Bud Diesel over yeah, here. Exactly. Doing our own thing. No, you guys are it. Like, and, that, and that was, like, like, real. Like, when I saw this, I was like, this is real. Like... And you, what you, to what you speak to, like to be real and to be dedicated. It's like you're watching it. This is what ha this is what happens when you're real and dedicated. Like that's undeniable cool. good shit. Yeah, that's cool. And everyone backs it. Like it's it's amazing how quickly people will back something when they know it's good. And I guess that goes to show that people are looking for something to latch onto in snowboarding because you guys like. I mean, I had to work like pretty hard. But you, I mean, you guys did your work. Uh, in a different arena for many we years. We put in some years. Yeah, we put then, in, he put a dusty ass yeah. lens on and yeah. clack a couple of photos. Tomahawk down a couple of stair yeah. sets. Tomahawk down front flip stairs. off a dam. Front flip off a dam. <laughs> and got 
got roasted for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh man. Hit a quick fronty off the dam and we'll be good. That so, was respect. And for the record, I would never do that. I would never fronty off it. And that's the thing. I, I'm sur- I should have been put in my place more. I'm going to say that right now. I think I should have been put in my place more. Yeah, but do you, after you put out a video, is there a lot of kids that try to put you in their place or say some clap back, or, or are they just all like, yeah, that's I'm usually funny. ready for it, if so. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, also, be, right? I'm like such an anxious person. Like, if I, by the time I've put out an episode, if I don't hate it, it's a bad sign. Yeah, and that's actually, because like, I've been staring- with video, making videos and everything, it's like, you start to hate it. So yeah. when these people say shit, I'm like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I that suck. joke, too. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's, then, then they, that loses its power. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know power. what? You're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, fuck. I was really hoping to get into it. Yeah. The, I was really going to be like a keyboard cowboy today. But that's actually start- funny is like sometimes like people, again, like I remember the one that continues to come up with me is the stand stance where I, where I go off on corrugated. You oh, it's uh, Mark, Marcus, Marcus Rand. Rand. Yeah, Marcus Rand. Yeah. And like shots that, fired. Yeah. And like that was like a shots fired moment. And I, I just was like, I, I, what I said was, if you're going to put a corrugated in your part, you better make sure it's fucking good. You know, like make sure it's good. Cause it's a corrugated piece of plastic and we all know how easy it is to grind that thing. Like, and, and that's all I was saying. And now it's like, I, I'm still getting tagged in comments. Like, what do you think my son Stan? And it's like, <laughs> it's just some dude doing like a seven twenty off a of corrugated. And I'm like, whack. <laughs> it's whack. <laughs> too much. Yeah. Way too much. We know Stan stance on the Cora G. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> Good yeah. shit. Um, what do you, this is kind of a loaded deep, deeper question but like being where you're at right now how do you feel about the current state of just snowboarding and where everything is and um kind of i don't know if that's a too, no, too broad I, I think i think i'm so in my head about it that i can answer this a couple different ways um i think that the current state of snowboarding yeah, lives on instagram I think that like the way unfortunate that, truth yeah i think that the way that people interact with snowboarding for free is on Instagram. And that makes sense because you have this platform that offers you entertainment through like all sorts of means and it's free. And so like, what's going to make people hike to snowboard someone doing some crazy shit on Instagram. Yeah. You know, like that's what's literally, and I don't like that, but I think that that's true. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that I am a nerd for at, for the old ways and for the ways that I was grown up like needing, but it's it's undeniable that like social media has its like hands gripped or everything. It's not just snowboarding, like everything. This is something that like every sport is dealing with. Life, I'm sure, almost. yeah, life. Like is, even Amazon yeah. is almost a similar. Comparison. Yeah, so we we're not like escaping that. Um, and I think I don't know. I think I wonder if basically it feels more divided a little bit, like between the the rail kids and the contest kids. Like, I don't know. I don't know that there was always this big of a divide Mm. between the two entities where it's like, it felt like back in the day, like in the nineties, like, you know, Richards, Todd Richards just showing up wherever it's like, it's everyone was going on. Yeah. It's all the same shit. Like he's doing the U S open, but he's also filming shit and like whatever. And I just think in some ways, both sides rail and contest have like niched themselves out pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but that's I a think, true story. Yeah, but I think that, and that's what's interesting when you get like an X Games, real snow, which is like the co- it's like the combination. It's a yeah. contest for the best video part. It's like yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> it's like a breeding of the two. And and as much as I want to hate on it, it's like how can I? Because so many people are like interacting with it in that way. Yeah, you know, like 
So I think, I mean, I don't fucking know. I've said this a million times. The biggest problem facing snowboarding is straight up global warming. <laughs> you know, real, like not, not a lack of dedicated culture. It's just the, it's going to be in a hundred years. Can we still, it's actually very true, man. You can notice the difference on what even cities. Mount hood. Even, yeah. I even, mean, what, when we're looking to go on gym trips, when There's Stone started, there was snow everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was no, an Chris ice age. seen it. We used to be able to it go. It was actually before the Big Bang. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you go out. We used to be able to go to Eastern Block. Now yeah. you can't even go there anymore. Like, maybe Lith- they'll get snow for two days or We'd something. go to Lithuania. His board bag wouldn't show up. He'd be wearing trash bags over his shoes. <laughs> that happened. That did happen. <laughs> that, your guy's trip. Look, so excited. Whenever you two are traveling, I live for the content that's dude, coming I'd out of that. I look forward to that trip every year as yeah, well. You know, I also <laughs> notice is like people like, they're like, nobody's like, dude, sick video part. They're like, dude, I love when you're hanging out with Stony Buds filming. Like, filming like, what am posting. I even doing? Why don't I just <laughs> film Stony Buds all the time? Like, No, seriously, though, this is actually a conversation I just got into with the dust box where I was like, I was like, my honest advice is put in a lot of B-roll. Yeah. A lot. Make yeah. you got make yourselves... Show how funny you are. Because those guys, you guys are, guys are funny and you're yeah, characters. Especially when they're all together. And I'm sorry, like, sn- street snowboarding has gone so niche and so bubbled that, like, only your friends really understand how sick yeah, that is. Like, yeah, like, 14 people. So if you're not at least a person with that, how can you expect to, like... To understand it and grasp it the way up. they do. Or, like, yeah. get those checks yeah. or whatever. It's like, if you're relatable, you're going to get those checks. That's good and you can do that through street, but just... B-roll. B-roll the shit out of me. Kill yeah. me with B-roll. Yeah. I want it. Funny you know? shit. Now there's platforms yeah. for funny it. Shit. I wanna, yeah. You're I, the I, king I, of I, it. I, you I have wanna, so much funny well, shit. The, the thing is, this is what I will break down, and this is my personal philosophy. Some may think it's stupid, some may not. But at the end of the day, you put a video part on, it's about entertainment value. It's yes. about entertaining the viewer. Now, entertaining the viewer, we as a writer, a lot of people think, oh, I need the switchback nose press, and I need this specific trick. But it's like, it's fucking boring. The spot's boring. Your tricks look boring. You don't see your face. You're far away in the frame. Like, it's yeah. just boring. Like, But it's like, let's, let's like... Do the switchback nose press, and then let's run something over at the golf cart. Let's keep them, let's keep them zoomed <laughs> in. Right yeah, on. It's like, but some, you know, everybody has a different take. Some people might be like, "It's gimmicky." That's it. But at the end of the day, like, right. fuck, it's a, it's everybody's got their own opinion. And that's on an that. identity crisis in snowboarding as well. That all, a lot of riders are like uh, mad at other riders who feel like they have a gimmick. Yeah, and they're like that's whack because they have a gimmick. You know and what I'm though? Like, fuck them. Well, I, I'm like, they're laughing all the way to the bank with yeah, that gimmick. Exactly. You know? they're, missing, <laughs> they're missing the showman side. Part of that gimmick side, is that, that check in just explained to us. Yeah. And that's he's got that extra something special like Chris has had with his career. Totally. If you don't have that, you're not going to make the top tier, you know, and, ever. Well, but nowadays, it's it's like, it's like you're hitting a moving target because it's always moving. For us, it was the video part. But then, like, now, it's just this Instagram. It, it, it all... Over life, it's instant. Like on Amazon, I hit one button, boom, box at my house the next day. Yeah. It's like Instagram. You don't want the video part anymore that's two minutes long, which is just tricks. You just want the one trick, and you don't want any buildup. You want it to hit your phone immediately. You want I that know. spike. And it's like, and I'm part of the problem yeah. because now I'm at Snowboarder Mag, and I'm like, oh, God. Like I see a post. It's like comedy when you know you're in the situation. And you have to take note. Yeah. It's like, I see a post and I'm like, oh, this will go viral. And it, like, <laughs> like <laughs> and despite it how I feel about <laughs> yeah. it, I'm like, we have to post this yeah, because this it's going to go. Gonna go. <laughs> and our income and our life depends on the fact that that keeps going. Yeah. You know, like, so and that, that's that, a you fact. put a, you put a clip on Instagram and it gets like, Eight eighty thousand views, it goes viral or some shit. Then you work all year for a video part, kill yourself, fly over the all over the world, spend tons of money, and it gets like one thousand views. Yeah. And you're like, uh, it, 
which is more valuable. That was the irony of me making these videos and yeah. getting nominated. Cause I was like, dude, guess how much budget I have to make this show. Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> you know? And everyone else is that's getting nominated. It's multi like several thousand dollar like budgets to make these these projects. And of course, my pro and what I always say, my project couldn't exist without I mean, those projects. Susie Greenberg's my a good example. Oh my budget, God. you know, well, like that was awesome. one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> but funny thing I, you say that I think. Stevens had a mentality. Remember he, when he was talking about making this video, and he was saying for me, he wanted the dumb shit or all that. But he was saying we want to put every clip in this video. Think about it as if it's like a viral clip on Instagram. Like, like yeah, when you're think, when you're thinking about your video part, sick. think ask yourself, would this clip go hard on Insta? Yeah, and it was like yeah. that was it was actually like kind that's of really a smart. smart mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's some smart sleep. But some people are like, yeah, I, eh, but I did a front seven mute. This is myself probably. But <laughs> I, I, I really want to land. I, like people need to see it. It's like they don't need to see the front seven mute. Yeah. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> It's so true. Like you got to get out of your head and don't get caught up on that shit. Yeah. You got to just because you landed something doesn't mean the world needs to fucking see it. And there's no formula, you know. Like you don't. There's no like concrete way, and that's why it's it's part of the beauty of it too. I guess like yeah. that it's elusive. That you don't know exactly what it is that's going to make something hit. It's like he said, know? a moving target. So it's yeah. always changing. It's always, it's always changing. evolving. Right yeah. now, buildings are hot. Fli yeah. You notice that flipping off of buildings very hot, right? Also, now. also, True. then it depends. Like, there's also there's all it's so compartmentalized. Like, some people it's about the trick, like just the pure difficulty of the trick. Some people it's about the outfit and like the oh, gear yeah. and like yeah. the haircut and fucking the zoom in on the face. Then you have some people it's about the big spot. Some people it's about the night spot. Some people it's about the contest. Some people it's about the backcountry jump. It's all like, and that's fucking, good though because all, I think the if it was all one thing all the time, it would be boring. Get boring. Very true. Yeah, so very it's true. good that like people explore that but unfortunately each person in each one of these compartments player hates on all the other people <laughs> <laughs> yes that is the They're, problem but yeah. it's like player if they were hates. doing the same thing you were doing you'd be fucking bummed but that's what you have to remember and that's what i always think to myself yeah. is like dude these people are just gonna play or hate no matter what like it's gonna happen no matter I, what, I what I so dust, fuck it. again back to the dust box i just i just hung out with the dust box for a couple well and they're a great example though they're the up-and-coming crew they're dope but I, I was talking to them about energy drink money and i was like they were like I don't know if they were really saying it was whack or whatever, or, but I, they were, well, A, they were kind of saying like they didn't know if it was snowboarding or if it was in snowboard, like it was true snowboarding. Yeah. And I was like, dude, maybe not, but like, thank God 15 years ago, someone in a Red Bull office was like, let's promote action sports. For real, dude. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. they, they'd still be selling a shit ton of those things yeah. without it. Oh, absolutely. And For sure. thank God there, because it's like, you could almost argue that snowboarding wouldn't be snowboarding as we know it if they weren't injecting that money. Yeah, so like, like in a way it is it's needed it is for our culture. You know? Really, hundred <laughs> percent. I rode I rode for Monster for nine, ten years, something like that. That paid for most of this house and yeah. paid for a lot. And it's like I in no way sold a remote increment rem, like associated to the amount that was paid of energy drinks. Well, yeah. And also, it's like it's easy to say it's easy to say um, no, like fuck energy drinks until someone slides that contract across True. the table and you're looking at those biscuits dude the money it's and like, you're putting you guys are putting your body through some crazy shit and yeah. it's like what's the payout head injuries you know and and what's yeah what's the angle and i get it because it's, it's, it's like, good to look at both sides it's sugar water and it's yes, bad it's not for healthy you. it's not and healthy. that's 100 percent true but they're giving but like, you those cans with water in them anyway <laughs> so yeah, is well, that a secret <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like okay you want to nitpick like is the way the plastic on the bindings exactly made good? Yeah, like, you know like, it never ends so you, it's like you yeah. could 
You can nip hairs in everything. Some Ford's dude, factories are Some polluting. guy with a lifted truck is going to walk into that gas station and buy a monster regardless of yes, you exactly. turning down that True. check. Yeah. So you Mecula might as well 909. take yeah, that take check. Take the check <laughs> while you can. And just... I've taken them and thank, I wouldn't even... I would have had to walk away by now yeah. if, like, like energy drinks weren't like. Stan, you know, he's like got you. he's got some fat white sunglasses, yeah, like a flex fit hat <laughs> and just a and fatty lifted. Yeah, yeah, just getting that F three fifty drink yeah. stoked, Tap Chug, out. chugging some. But there's, you know, the, the flip side of the coin is there's some people out there that are fucking rolling over hearing this about like how it's poisonous and this and that. Oh yeah, and it's like you know there are people like for example, you know like, what? I everything know, in moderation, right? It's true. I don't know anything <laughs> about that, but Louis, Louis, and like. Um, I think Austin Smith, I think there's like a handful of people I can think of that have legitimately turned down energy drinks. Yeah. And I think if you've turned it down and been like, that's not for me, respect. Yeah, respect. 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 But like. But they're probably making some really good money elsewhere. Yeah. That's a- true. They might have made true. a different decision. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. And I just think, I think that it more so shouldn't be like a universal, like energy drinks are good. It's just, hey, consider everything here. Yeah. And, yeah. and don't let like someone who is able to be like a little bit maybe more privileged and get away with having a career without this like affect someone yeah. who just yeah. can't like yeah. they're like i don't come from money like i don't have any money my parents are like did well but like earned like complete middle class my mom's yeah. a teacher my dad worked for mill and bradley um and like I don't know. It's props just, to Hungry Hippos. Props. Shout props out to the Hungry Hippos. <laughs> that, the dust box is basically an analogy for those hungry, hungry hippos <laughs> in this scene right now. Coming for everybody. But you also look at like Red Bull Recharge and and on Supernatural or on that. What is it called? What's he got going? Supernatural. Oh, yeah. The Natural Travis Selection. Natural shit. Selection. Yeah. I mean, those are good projects, man. So whatever. Yeah. And, and like th- those Fuck things are it. only made possible by, by that. By a lot Funding. of a big cash yeah. infusion. But I, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you that's just not poison. I, I'll tell you what I'm yeah. going to say. I'm going to contradict everything I just said, though, with the one thing that I do remember. I remember I, there's like neighborhood kids that live in, in this neighborhood. And uh, this one kid, Jake, like I guess I had a big monster fridge in my garage for a long time. And he came over and he's like, He's like, oh, can I have a monster? And I remember, he's like, dude, monster's cool. And I was just like, dude, don't drink that shit. <laughs> I'm like, just because I'm wearing, I'm like, just because I'm wearing it on my hat doesn't mean you should drink you like it. Slap it out of I'm his like, hands, dude. You gotta, you gotta realize that, like, the monster thing is like, you just gotta be like. That guy's getting paid. Respect. <laughs> I'm not going to drink it. Like, you yeah. can't get mad. Don't at go drink one of these a day. Yeah. 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 I was you're like, gonna wait, wait, wait. Don't fucking you're drink this fuck shit. Yourself. Yeah. I made it really clear to him. I was like, look, I am just wearing this hat because they're giving me money. Yeah. yeah no a- way. Don't think you should drink this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, welcome to capitalism. You know, like, yeah. it's just part of it. So, like, are we going to get nitpicky about who the money's coming from? It's all crazy. So, yeah. the sport needs all it can get. Literally, yeah. everything's gonna turn into something good if it's infused to the sport. So, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Did you slap it out of the kid's hand or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I clawed I, it out with yeah. three fingers Don't to stay that. on brand. That's why the claw. <laughs> I picked it up, spiked it in front of him. Yeah. Isn't there a and conspiracy screamed. theory that monster I, yeah. the claw is saved? Have you seen that's that a, video? That's a real <laughs> thing. That yeah. video is sick. I dude. love that video. 
<laughs> it's great. That lady is like killing yeah. it. Yeah, like, that's pretty dope. Here. I'm like, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah, true. Yeah, it's the old conspiracy <laughs> theory YouTube wormhole. <laughs> 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 I can't say I haven't been down that a couple times myself. Yeah, yeah. you gotta dip. You gotta dip your toes in. You gotta <laughs> know. You gotta know where the conversation's like. Where it's at, and you gotta you gotta decide for yourself. You know, True. I don't, I certainly don't claim to know any, everything. I but, agree. But, you got to decide but, for yourself. It, any good conspiracy theory video, theory, 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 theory video tells you do your own research, figure it out, decide for yourself. Cause there, those people are like, like what we did, which was watch 10 other YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> That's the research. <laughs> made by, <laughs> we don't know who even made this. We don't this. know who made this, but there's definitely a Nazi moon base. <laughs> There, there is definitely a lot of subtle six six sixes all over the place in the background. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Oh my oh, god. Well, I think we did it. I think we had a good one. I you think got, we did you it got too. any other uh, people you want to shout out to, or anything you want to say? Any other topics? Oh, uh, I don't know. I think like if I would just say if I forgot to talk about you, because there's a lot of important people in my life and a lot of people that helped me remember. get to this this point. Thank you, everyone I've really met is awesome in, in helping me get here, whether or not they were talking shit on me. So I realized I had like, you know, Rich Voss making me realize I had to keep my shit together or like whatever. Um, shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Also shout out Brooke. I feel like I got to give a quick shout out to Brooke cause yeah. I wouldn't be here Yeah, yeah. True. literally without Brooke being like, we'll let this kid do whatever he wants, you know? And, and whether or not that relationship soured or not, I'll always be appreciative of that. And I guess like just keep, if you're a kid that's like hyped up, just like, I think actually, this is the advice. It's similar to like snowboarding as it is to like making anything. If you think you can go back and do it better, do it again. You know, like, and Truth. that's kind of just like how I feel. It's how I feel about jokes. It's how I feel about making videos. It's if, if that, if in, if you're in your head, like, oh, I feel like I could do this better. You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> so do it, yeah. you know, do it again. But thank you guys. Cause you guys are, just, are killing it with this. And, um, thank you. I hope that was entertaining for the people. I don't know. I get nervous about like, dude. I'm sure people are very people are gonna love stand. it. Yeah. People are gonna love it. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate having you on, and uh, it's been a pleasure. And guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. That was a very enjoyable conversation with our boy Stan. I just want to take this time to say thank you guys for having our backs, buying the merch. I've been packing boxes shipping sticker packs and just so you guys know every time we buy something we like to throw in a little handwritten note a couple stickers make it kind of a custom order what else buds cheddar biscuits dude those stickers are pretty dope i'm pretty hyped people are feeling the cheddar biscuit <laughs> merch cheddar biscuits dude uh also this is huge for us if you have a chance to write a review on apple Podcasts, that apparently helps us out a lot anything else buds uh fun fact Stan's rap name back in the day, J Money the Mountain Man, and then it progressed to Young Mountain Baby. So if you're in a mountain town, maybe you can catch him on the mic, Doug. <laughs> Young Mountain Baby. You heard it here, folks. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Good night.